Mr. Pop. Dark. When the little birds are nasty, and I listen to them too, there's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. That's me and the man in the moon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Miskatonic University Radio, a podcast and live stream exploring fantasy flight games' Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. And I'm Ben. And today, listeners, we're continuing our trek through the Arctic wilderness. The first stop is the players of the Edge of the Earth expansion. Oh, do you you mean mean this right here? (laughs) Yes, this, I mean, uh, Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. Did you go to Europe to procure that and like uh, try I, it from the hands of like black market? I I did, and I am I am the only one of the three of us uh, host mates who uh, <laughs> who managed to get a hold of this from England. Uh, Dane tried to do it, but failed, and also probably somehow committed financial crimes uh, in the course of doing <laughs> it. And Ben, I think, just didn't want it bad enough. So here here we are. I. I heavily implied that it'd be great if it was uh, given to me tomorrow. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. We should celebrate well, uh, Ben getting a... older tomorrow. Happy birthday, oh, Ben. Ben's, yeah. Ben's getting older tomorrow? Yeah. It's, well, it's technically, I'm getting older all the time. It's a constant thing. We're just, you know, marching the earth, I feel the, like, I feel the like circling of the earth, and I feel circling like of the sun. Ben's only age on their birthday. Yeah, wait, but wait. All so, at you, once. so you get older a little bit every day instead of just yeah. a year? <laughs> I distributed really it out. Weird. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever met someone before who claimed that. that yeah, that's weird. <laughs> is it the New Jersey? Is that what is that what happens in New Jersey? Is New Jersey uh, the beach from old? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to did do you, some more research about this. But, did you uh, go and see old somehow, Dan? For some I, reason? Come on, you you would have to absolutely not. Listen, that, I completely no. botched the the intro. <laughs> so the first stop is the player cards of the Edge of the Earth. Today, we're kicking things off with the Guardian cards and the Mystic cards, which is normally not how we would do it, but we're doing it this way because of logistical reasons. I tried to evenly yeah. distribute the cards. There's, uh, there's so a lot of new cards, so we're going to be doing like five-ish of these episodes, probably. So yeah. uh, I ch- if, I ch- if you like hearing us talk about cards, that's going to be a thing that you can do a lot. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. in fact, maybe we should start doing that right now, right? That's yeah. Like, let's let's jump right in. Let's like get going. Cards. Who likes yeah. cards? Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about some of these here cards that we got. So the first guardian card is an asset called Geared Up. Uh, it has no cost and it's level zero because it's a permanent. Uh, it's a talent and it says permanent limit one per deck. Purchase at deck creation, which is I think new. Um, force, when your first turn of the game begins, play any number of item assets from your hand, reducing the cost of each by one. During this turn, you have three fewer actions to take. And the art is a guy who really likes knives. Yeah, that's an enemy in Call of Cthulhu. Is it? Is it Knife, <laughs> it is. knife Guy? Is it like Mega Man, like Knife Man or something? Well, I mean, there's very clearly like a blood stain on his arm, so you can tell like he's kind of sadistic. Well, and he likes It's like a handprint. Knife loving right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody was like, trying to get away from him. He has a really weird expressionless expression on his face where he could be he could be just a guy that takes good care of his knives. And, you know, I, I don't know. Hard, hard to I, tell. Like, I kind of feel like those knives are like trophies from his victims. He's like staring at it. Almost lovingly, like, oh yeah, yeah. I got this knife this is now. What Jacob Farnies does every every Sunday night. <laughs> so, 
So, okay, so are are you guys going to be putting geared up in your deck at deck creation? I think you'd have to have a very heavy item deck that also isn't, like, too expensive to try to, yeah. to justify this, right? Because you'd want to yeah. be able to... Basically, you want to be able to play three items, right? Um, at least. If you, if if you play really zero or one items with this, it is terrible. <laughs> if you play three items with this, it's okay. If you play two, I feel like it's kind of like mediocre. I feel like right? the pro play is getting this, and the only two items in your deck are kukris, which require actions in order to do extra damage. So <laughs> if, if, your, if your turn one is play kukri, lose two actions... And then later lose more actions with Kukri. You can't. You can't win. That's terrible. Yeah, don't, don't do <laughs> well, that. Yeah, I. Yeah, this was this is a hard one. Uh, all the classes get one of these new like purchase the deck creation permanents, and this one I think is one of the harder ones to to figure out how to build a deck around. It doesn't even sync that well with other cards in this expansion, right? Because like uh, particularly no. I mean, if you're playing like, oh, I have, if it's like a duo with Bob Jenkins and I'm just going to play like the all items deck, then maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that they're printing these because it's another decision that you get to make when you're building a deck that could be exactly. to make more interesting deck choices. So in general, I'm all for it, but I, I just wish that this was like a little bit more pushed maybe because I, I, it's, it just feels like this is going to whiff a lot, right? Like with a normal deck. Yeah. What if you got like maybe eight or nine items, and then you've got a lot of allies that you'd love to play that you can't play on turn one. You've got a lot of like talents or other assets that you can't play. You've maybe got some events that you'd like to play, like an emergency cash or a stand together or something. Um, so you're, it's just it's it's very restrictive, and the the ultimate payoff if it if it works perfectly is three resources, which is nice. But I don't know. There's other ways to get money. So yeah. I mean, for this expansion, like, Lily could take this, but maybe this is uh, more for um, Daniela, because Daniela starts as a guardian, right? And she goes into Survivor. And Survivors have, do have a bunch of cheap items. Um, it's true. This is so, true, yeah. Like, you know, but like, if they're so cheap, like the teddy bear and the leather coat, then this does nothing. Right, <laughs> if, there's, if there's zero. I was thinking, like, you know, lockpicks or um, some, of the, some of the guns. Some of the stuff that came in um, Stella's deck. There was a couple cheap things in there. You know, and the, oh, you mean the key ring, the old key ring. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I meant. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I was almost thinking like the other thing is it would if you could play this and Studious, which Joe Diamond could do, or like Rex. Um, then it, I mean, Studious is going to make it more right. likely you're not going to whiff, but it's still just you're not going to get Studious until halfway through the game probably. Yeah, yeah. or maybe or maybe in a a skids or something like a rogue that can get to. Um, What's the rogue one? Another, day, another dollar, so they have more money, to, so they can play some more expensive stuff. My thought with it was that, like, I think the only person that I consider taking this in is Yorick because he tends mm. to have a lot of items. Like, he has like, you could use knives, you could use, you know, like uh, the the upgraded armor, or not the upgraded armor. I'm sorry, just like leather coat. I guess would be pretty bad, but like, there's stuff that Yorick can play. Like, he's he's if anybody's going to take it. Like maybe him and like Leo, because Leo mm. has also access to a lot of good assets, like Lucky Cigarette Case, and like he needs guns down anyways. But he's gonna have a lot of allies. When yeah. I originally saw this, I thought it was Ever Vigilant, and I was really confused because I was like, "This is just level zero no. Ever Vigilant every time." But because it's items only, really hard sell. 
Yeah, you yeah. can even do the, the Ever Vigilant plus uh, what's the Guardian card that everyone loves so much, even though it's like stand, stand together. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. That with Ever Vigilant is like a better version of this, right? That, that yeah, costs more sure. XP, but for sure, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, I, I think it's limited to which investigators can take it, um, but I like the the design uh, in terms of like yeah. a trade off that you are like have to design your deck around. Um, yeah. One, uh, one last thing before we move on, because we do have like a million cards to talk about. Um, because there's going to be, there's a bunch of cards we're going to talk about later that trigger off of the number of different class cards you have in play. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that like, if you're somebody that can take this somehow, like one of the Dunwich investigators that has open slots and you kind of just want like something that you don't have to find in your deck to play. And it just immediately increases the number of cards, class cards that you have is, is it part of some janky deck that uses oh. those? It, do these me- count? Oh yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, your permanents all oh. count for those. This the synergy cards. We'll see some of them later. Like, it's it's really a stretch, but like I could maybe imagine some very janky deck wanting it for that reason. <laughs> Is there like a Lola deck that tries to use the synergy cards and gets all five of these? Uh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> all five of these. Can as the Dunwich Five investigators, can you just take all five of your slot, or I guess four of your slots as like all of the other permanents? If you I, wanted I think, to, I think they should they should taboo Lola not to make her better, but to say that she must take all five of these new class permits so at the end decoration, just just to make things more fun. Uh, all right, well let's let's take a look at some of the other cards. Um... Let's go for it. Uh, so the next card is called Toe to Toe. It is a uh, Guardian level zero event. Uh, it has a combat icon and an agility icon. It is a spirit and a tactic. You all know what that means. Um, it is a fight. This attack deals plus one damage and is automatically successful. As an additional cost to perform this attack, the chosen enemy makes an attack against you. Sometimes the only way out is through. Uh, so yeah, this is one of the cards that they included um, to aid Daniela, right? Th- that's kind of her whole thing, is getting smacked and then mm-hmm. um, kind of getting rewarded for, for being a tank. And uh, it's pretty fine. Also, Nathaniel Cho could probably make good use of it because it's uh, yeah. three damage in one hit. It's three nice. damage, and he goes to like uh, you can combo this with like a counter punch or other cards that you know trigger off an enemy attacking you, which I think you'll see a couple more of those. So yeah, absolutely. But I don't know if I use thinking... it. Yeah, I don't know if I use it outside of those two. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's a tough call because like you have to have either the allies or. Um, like health slash sanity pool to do so, and like outside of somebody maybe like Yorick who has like Jess and Peter or something, but even still, it's like kind of a little too niche, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I agree that this is likely worth playing in Daniela or in um, Nathaniel maybe, but I think the bottom line is unless you're desperate to play as many fight events as you possibly can, like Nathaniel. Or unless you not just don't care if you get attacked, but act- actively want to be attacked, like Daniela, you probably shouldn't play this because, like, a fight event needs to be better than just swinging with your kind of normal weapon for it to be worth a slot in your deck, right? Mm-hmm. And this is like the automatic success is nice, but if you're playing like standard or hard, like not expert, you can probably just commit something and pass. And plus one damage is nice, but that's the same thing you get from like a 45 or a machete or a 32. So. Again, I would basically only play this if you either really, really want all the fight events in the game, or if you're like Daniela and you actually want to get attacked. Yeah, the other the other person who wants to get attacked is Calvin, right? 
Yeah, kind of. Calvin I mean, I, Calvin at this point, there's there's a luxury. There's a such a huge list of things that Calvin can play that can cause him to take damage and horror. That uh, this would have to compete against those, and I, I'm I've never played Calvin, so I'm not the best person to decide. But yeah, I could I could see I mean, Calvin playing. It is yet another card that Calvin could use to help set up. He'd probably like filter it out of his deck relatively fast, because um, yeah. like once he gets some trauma, he doesn't need anything early game. Um, but it also is dependent yeah. on him finding an enemy that uh, he wants to hit. Yeah, him, so. like when we when we talked to um, when we when we did like a, a, a deck building episode with Tim from I've Got a Plan who played Calvin, he didn't he say that his normal strategy for Calvin is like find the first enemy that pops out of the encounter deck and just like hug it for a while and let it hit him a bunch. <laughs> yeah, so basically, it yeah. <laughs> accelerates that a little bit, I guess maybe sure. right. Yeah, yeah. And it also gives you automatic successes and nothing right like. If, if you're mm. playing expert, that's pretty reasonable. That's like pretty great, actually. Um, yeah, you want to like touch the bag as little as possible. So yeah. this is like fine for that that case. The the art in this reminds me of early in Dark Souls when you go up onto the roof of the whatever and you have to fight <laughs> oh, yeah. the two gargoyle monsters. Yeah. I'm bad at video games, so that took me a very long time to beat. But uh, it, it it's it's fun to be reminded of that. What you know? What's kind of great about this picture? Why does this guy have an elaborate like medieval axe? How's that? Yeah. Also, his, also, his weapon of choice in the nineteen twenties. Face a butt. It looks a little bit like a butt. <laughs> I think it's like a skull. I don't he know. might have just like. I think it's a night god, and he just like stole. He might have just like stolen that from like the local museum, and then this is like the security. I, I think, but he's on. He's on. Yeah, I, I think this is like an old spooky house with like suits of armor, and one of them was holding this, and he kind of like grabbed it, which is pretty cool. And then climbed on the roof to fight the night gaunt. Yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds right. That's normal. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I'm questioning it. <laughs> let's let, let's continue onwards to to the next card. Yeah, so the next card is get behind me. It is a guardian event. Uh, cost zero, level zero. Has a willpower and combat icon. It's a spirit and a tactic. Fast. Play during any free trigger window. Until the end of the phase, whenever an enemy would attack another investigator at your location, it attacks you instead, then engages you. Cancel one horror dealt by each attack made in this way. And the art features Daniela holding a pipe and a man in a suit cowering behind her. Uh, Daniela, <laughs> again, looking absolutely as jacked as hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think this might be like one of my favorite arts in the set already. Like yeah. this, this is such good art. <laughs> Daniela just looks like she's absolutely going to smash whatever. Like is in that, front of her. that pipe is going to like break in half on some something's. Yeah, is <laughs> very excited about this. This is this is really similar to the previous card in that it's like a way to take damage, kind of, and also get some kind of incidental benefit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, fast things are usually pretty cool uh, if they are, are useful at all, and it's. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess this is like purely protective. Like the previous card, also you could use to like hit something, right? Yeah. So you could hadn't found your weapon yet, or if you really needed to, to succeed on a really hard fight test, you could use that. You could use toe to toe. But this is like unless you're Daniela, where it lets you ping something. Um, all it does is kind of soak damage off of other people. So mm-hmm. I tend to think that under most circumstances, as a guardian, if you're playing playing well and you have a good deck. Hopefully you're killing things before they can start running around and wailing on everybody. Um, even like even if you're Daniela, hopefully you're kind of trying to do that. But maybe for Daniela, this is good. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking about this card in terms of there are other cards similar to it, like Heroic Rescue, right? Or there's another card, um, like 
let me handle this, for example, where, where that just pulls an enemy to you that you don't have to worry about. Or like, um, get over here is another example of these cards that are like used to get enemies off of other people to like get them where they need to be, which is on the guardian. Right. And this card, if, if you're comparing this card in kind of a general broad sense, using it with a guardian, any guardian, it's almost like always worse than, uh, let me handle this one because that's just like anywhere. If, if they draw it and they're like in Canada and you're in like Provincetown, give it to me, you know, like, like ship him FedEx, like same day to Provincetown. Speaking of a, a fun combo, it's someone else's turn. You're on their location. You have this in hand, you activate safeguard level two, your group mate starts moving. You're following them with safeguard. They run around the map, pick up a bunch of enemies, and <laughs> every time they do, every time they're going to, every time they're going to get AOO'd, instead the enemy AOOs you and then jumps on you, and then you don't get AOO'd anymore because you're moving with safeguard. You're not spending actions, right? So yeah. you can just like Hoover up a bunch of dudes. It could be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean the other thing is you can play this during the uh, enemy phase, right? So you could. Oh, use sure. that to like you know, if someone's like derped their way into uh, a bunch of rats in a witch house or something and you need you don't have <laughs> actions to, like go in and pull them off of them you can like get up, run over to them and then pull them off of them during enemy phase i guess you could also use it yeah. to soak like every attack from like a massive enemy if you want if you're daniela you just need to have the massive enemy hit you first and then you could trigger your ability and evade it right that's, yeah, true. that's true, but what if you want to trigger ability four times? I thought it was once. Isn't it once per turn? Uh, once per phase? No, no, there's no uh, restriction on it. Oh, on Ex- except except you can't do it off of an attack of opportunity you provoked. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, maybe. So, oh, like, you can do it off of something that somebody else provokes. Yes, like by pulling them off with this, or like with uh, heroic intervention. Yeah, like well, because, I think it's called. because the it would attack another investigate your location. It attacks you instead. The AOO basically gets canceled. It doesn't actually get canceled, but it's like instead of AOOing the person who spent an action, it's going to attack you, not an AOO. Yeah, I think there's a couple cards that specifically say like you can make an enemy attack somebody AOU, and then you get to Daniel can pull it off or something like. The, the, the that restriction is very weird, but I guess it's just to stop her from running around the board and provoking like three AO and three AOs and tricking her Billy three times or something. I don't know. So so going back to kind of bottom line, maybe I, this is I think even maybe more niche than the previous card. This is like pro, maybe try it in Daniela in a multiplayer group, but I probably wouldn't ever play it in anybody else unless there was a very specific circumstance. I feel like you could tech it in. Yeah. Um, if you, if you know there's a scenario where most enemies deal mostly horror, because it does cancel one horror. So if you have a bunch of like lower health enemies or, or weaker enemies that just deal one horror, you could pull them off. You could use it as a, a pseudo taunt on like Zoe or something to like pull a bunch of... I, I was going to say, I think off. you could do some kind of crazy shenanigans with like injury meters with Zoe and somebody else, or <laughs> maybe, maybe you like pass them back and forth with taunt in this card like four times and Zoe gets like $15 or something. <laughs> yeah. Is there a swarm um, that's like uh, horror focused? I don't remember because that'd be great. <laughs> oh, yeah, if there if there is, yeah, that would be that would be cool. All right. Well, why don't we move on to the next card? Yeah, let's do it. We got a lot of these. So this is our first uh, upgraded guardian card. So we have a level one cost three guardian event called Gang Up. 
It has a willpower icon and a combat icon. It is a spirit because all these cards are spirits and a, <laughs> and a synergy. Uh, and it says fight for each different class among cards you control. You get plus one combat and deal plus one damage for this attack. Uh, and this is, was this one of the ones that uh, you guys previewed a few weeks it ago? Is, it is. Yeah. I know you were busy um, getting a burrito or something, um, so you couldn't make it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the first like synergy card that we've that we've looked at this episode, right? So it's like the more, <laughs> this is the one I was talking about earlier where the more different classes among cards you control, and neutral does not count as a class, and control Correct. means on the board as an asset that you control. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like if someone if someone plays a solemn vow and, g- and gives it to you, gives you control of it, that counts. If you play a solemn vow under someone else's control, that does not count. Mm-hmm. But it's important to note that this also includes your investigator card, right? Yep. The investigator card cool. is a card you control, yep. so that counts. Yeah. So Lolo's at an air disadvantage. <laughs> so so the best case scenario is you're getting plus five combat and doing six damage with this attack. Yeah, that's so really high. Yeah, we, we talked about this. Is in like uh, Carolyn, I think was our, our main thought for this, or Lola or is Zoe, like Zoe's uh, damage five, right? Yeah, uh, I mean Zoe, I think is, she has to sacrifice her off class slots just to power this up, which I think is a harder sell. But you could do it in Zoe or any or anyone that has access to five classes any of the any of the damage five i guess yeah but like even like carolyn doesn't have good ways to do fighting so like this could be like an emergency backup for carolyn and i think she's already running like peter and uh liquid courage and probably a couple mystic and secret cards anyway right Mm -hmm. so this so she this she doesn't have to do extra work to turn it on her she naturally has access to it Um, yes she she can also maybe pay for it better than some of the other guardians because it is expensive um but you you would need to want to have a card like this, right? Like you'd need yeah. to want to have a card that does a big chunk of damage once. Um, yeah. Which if you're Carolyn, like maybe you're focused on getting clues. Maybe you're in a four player group and there's another guardian and other people in the group that are going to be handling enemies. And it's like not really worth the slot for you. But I mean, yeah, if you're going to play like a single kind of attack card, if you're playing Carolyn, this is probably a fun one to play. Yeah, I think it's totally reasonable to take this just there there are so many scenarios where there's like always the big baddie right and like carolyn is like one of the investigators anyway that i think of the most when i think of somebody who needs like to set up a lot like somebody who needs a lot of assets down anyways um and this is just kind of rewarding that especially if you're in like a two-player or three-player where there isn't a lot of uh like wiggle room if, if you're just doing like pure seeker or pure tank it might be different but like if you're kind of going somewhere in the middle where Carolyn needs some of these kinds of cards to like fend off some things, if the guardian is dealing with things, then this is kind of a perfect card for that. And it's better that I've got a plan in some cases, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, the only thing I would say is like, even with Carolyn, you're very rarely going to do six damage, like reasonable, good, reasonably optimistic scenario. You're going to do four, which is like the same as what I've got a plan usually does. Um, so this is pretty comparable to I've got a plan, mm-hmm. um, which is okay. Cause honestly, like there's really not that many points in the game where you really need to do six damage with one hit, right? Like there's apex strangle vine and stuff, but yeah. most of the time, if you're actually a guardian and your main job is to fight enemies, it's much more important to be able to kind of flexibly do the correct amount of damage, like whenever you need it, than to be able to have like one hard to set up card that does a huge number. 
Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, there, there's some cases where doing like five or six damage would be really helpful. I'm, I'm, yeah. I think I'm kind of understanding why they they uh, put double or nothing on the forbidden list so they can print stuff like this. Because like <laughs> it would be funny to to have like you know Leo Anderson or something with gang up and just doing like twelve damage in one hit. That's like shotgun levels of legendary. <laughs> I guess I guess with this, unlike shotgun, where like if you want to do damage, you also need to have a really huge like double or nothing. Also makes it harder to pass by five or whatever. Right. In this case, if you're going to hit with a hit for a ton of damage, you're kind of also getting a huge combat bonus. So maybe it's exactly. kind of like yeah. Yeah. Another um, another thing with these synergy cards, um, because we have Bob coming out, he's probably going to be he could be giving green or red cards to other players. So it might make. True. Make, make other players easier to set this up if they wanted to go that way um if they get bob on your team so like yeah i don't know that's sort of something to think about also Here, this have, have this teddy bear <laughs> yeah this talk of carolyn made me think not to roll backwards but carolyn might be a good candidate for that permanent card because she does have so many yeah, cards she wants to play and a lot yeah, of them are the items issues, right they're, they're not like allies items. though and pathfinder yeah. And yeah yeah the issue is they're not items I thought, I thought like she still had like a good chunk of them, but maybe not. I don't know. I haven't played Carolyn in a while. But let's uh, go to the next card. Yeah, let's do it. All right. The next card is Sweeping Kick. It is a le- uh, level one guardian event. Costs one to play. Has one combat symbol, one agility symbol on it. It's a spirit, a tactic, and a trick. Uh, fight. Add your... Agility to your skill value for this attack. This attack deals plus one damage. If you succeed, automatically evade the attacked enemy. This is kind of like a sub-theme in some of these Guardian events slash cards where um, you have a fight, but then you actually get to add your agility to it, which is not good in most Guardians' cases. I was kind of thinking about like the amount of Guardians I mean, who actually have a reasonable agility. Obviously, Mark. I mean, but... Uh, not a lot of others, right? I mean, like Tony and Skids, like a couple of rogues that have access to Guardian, mobile level Guardians might pick this up. Well, Tony uh, has two agility. He does? Oh. Well, Rita. But Skids, yeah. Rita sure. could take this. It's a trick. Yes! <laughs> that boy in yeah, chat. It is it, a trick. Yeah, uh, it, it, I think the current number of like good cards Rita can play is now up to like 16. So we're getting, we're getting closer <laughs> to having a full deck. Maybe we'll get there one day. Um, I mean, it automatically evades. What's Rita's ability again? Does she get something when she evades? No, it's when she moves, she right? No, no, it's when she when she evades an enemy, she can deal it a damage, or she yeah. can move. Yeah, so okay. So it's a yeah. so, yeah, pretty good Rita card, then, I guess. Um, it is, yeah. but, and, like, maybe Nathaniel, just because... Uh, you know, if he, if he wants to play like, I, I, I haven't tried to make a Nathaniel deck, but so like, you definitely want a lot of fight events, but there is, at some point you run out of slots. Um, yeah. But I mean, these are the kinds that he likes though. The, the kind that deal plus one damage are great because you just can't have enough of them in your deck. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, this is solid. It's three damage for him. Uh, what's his agility? It's, is agility two or it's three? Two. It's two. Yeah. yeah. So that part's not as good, but getting a free evade isn't terrible. Like if maybe he has a big enemy he wants to handle, um, and he can't kill it off in one turn because it has a lot of health or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Perfectly but, reasonable. But, but again, even if you're playing if you're playing a guardian that just has like you know three agility or whatever, this is if you're not like Nathaniel who really wants events or uh, you know something like that, it's probably is not going to quite make the cut. I mean, I think it's made for Lily, right? Who has reasonable like agility as well, especially if she uses mm. the discipline. Yeah, if you're trying to build around like combat events with Lily, 
Um, yeah. Would, be, it, be cool. would she have base? She has she has four base fight and three base agility. I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So I mean, but then she also has discipline, which can alter those. Right. So I mean, but even without the disciplines, this you know it's like a seven. Uh, it's testing out a seven, so that's pretty decent. Um, it is one experience though, but it's cheap. I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people could figure out a way to make room for this in their deck. Yeah. Um, so isn't uh. Can Gloria take this? What is the class that Gloria can't take as her subclass? Gloria can definitely take this. Yeah, she, that, would be, that would be really funny. Old she, people. Yeah, she cannot take Survivor, but her agility is bad and is a fight. It wouldn't be good, but it would be really funny to uh, you know sweep and kick somebody. I mean, I'm playing her right now in uh, Return to the Circle Undone. Uh, yeah, her agility is a 1, and her combat's a 2. <laughs> so... So big get some reps. She'll be fine. She needs some help. Uh, <laughs> for this. No, what I use I just just, she just has... commit a pop and then inexplicably a sweeping kick like a <laughs> you know so like some big monster. That is that um, is very <laughs> that could be fun. The sword cane is what I use for if I need to hit something with her. But um, why don't we move on to the next card? Um, so we got defensive stance. It is a level one guardian skill. Practiced and expert. Uh, while defensive stance is in your hand or committed to a skill test, it gains combat icons equal to your agility and agility icons equal to your combat. And it features a this woman fantastic. that I don't think is Lily, but is maybe Lily uh, being it's, surrounded I by... I think it's Lily. She's got the red uh, outfit. It's a yeah. different one than in the previous card, but... Yeah, um, uh, and she, I don't know. She's in the fighting in the rain, a bunch of ghouls that are all around her. That's pretty great. I like that. Oh yeah, uh, super cool. So this is we should say this is the first we've seen in what is going to turn out to be a cycle. There's one mm. of these for each class, I think, and they have a different combination of uh, two stats, but they all work yeah. the same way. Mm. Um, what they remind me of most is um, the cards from is it is it from Dream Eaters or from Circle Undone? The ones like. Uh, um so curiosity cool. and uh mm. steadfast okay yeah because those are they would give you a boost to two stats and they would scale up depending on like how much money you had or how much damage you had on you um and there was one for each class these are they work differently but it's similar where it's like if depending on the right combination of depending on whether these are stats that you care about and whether your character is good at them it, they might be it might be an okay skill card but the ceiling on how good it is is still going to be like relatively low i think yeah. yeah i mean you have to be someone that uh, actually has like a decent number in both those stats to really benefit from this right but so... you still boost it more and you wouldn't rather have just the core set skills that draw you a card if you succeed right yeah i mean in like lily this is plus three or plus four to your agility or combat so I mean that that is yeah. a big boost for her. Um, so any investigator that, that has like, uh, I mean, it, with I'm, I'm without her, just with her base stats. I mean, I guess yeah, if she sure, has, sure. Um, yeah, if she has her disciplines or whatever, is even a bigger boost. Um, and this, when this says it gains combat icons equal to your agility and agility equal to your combat, that means it it is updated by passive stat boost that you have. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say base. What, so. what about activation things? Like, suppose you commit this and then you activate, like, a keen eye or uh, whatever to boost the thing that it triggers off of. Um, 
that would work. That would update because it's it's while it's in your hand, it gains these icons, and while while it's committed to the skill test. So you would evaluate that, like you evaluate the skill card whenever you determine the success of the test. So that'd be after you boost stuff. So I think that would work. Kind of cool. Oh, nice. What this the wording on this card though does mean like it doesn't work on Amanda because when it's under Amanda, it's not in your hand or committed to skill test. <laughs> oh, no, Amanda. so you can't. So you can't. Amanda doesn't say like as if it were in your hand or something. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think, don't it does. think so. No, it's it's under her specifically. Yeah, and it also like practice makes perfect will fail was, on this because yeah. it doesn't have any icons unless it's in one of those two places, which means you can't commit it to a skill test. So yeah. I, there's a couple other cards that like awkwardly doesn't work with. Those were the two main ones I was thinking of. Um, what about the, like the um, the I mean not this one, but the the green one will eventually see that green skill card that like you search the top of your deck until you find another green skill card and you commit that. Probably no, because it, it wouldn't be in your hand. Uh, yeah, the one that, the exactly. one that came in Winnie's, or at least a mm. level of it came in Winnie's deck. I don't remember. So you really you have to commit it from hands in order to yeah. get anything out of it. Um, it or like Silas's Elder Sign, if you could play it mm. somehow, like that wouldn't work. So that's a little restrictive, but it's probably not a huge deal. I don't know. I, I think if I was playing like a Guardian in Forgotten Age where I was going to need to evade things, like if I was playing Mark, I would think mm. about playing one of these instead of like a Courage. But you could also just always play a Courage or some other generally good skill card, which you could commit to like any test. So I don't know. It's not it's it's not a terrible card. I just think you're gonna have to think hard about whether it's better than like a Courage or a Pop or something. Yeah, I yeah. think on the right Investigator, it's really good, and on the like kind of an okay Investigator, like like kind of a Mark situation where he's probably gonna succeed anyways, it's kind of like okay. I guess like the the saving grace is that it's a practice card, so you can practice makes perfect it. But like, I'm a little sad that like, somebody like Silas couldn't use it because he's got an eight four both stats. So yeah, yeah, I've I've kind of like the more I play this game, like we're you know we're years in, and I feel like I'm still kind of figuring things out. The core set skill cards are incredibly good. Like, <laughs> they we, are. We all played them when the game first came out, and then we kind of got tired of them and started playing other things instead. And I'm back to like putting those in every deck now because. Just cantripping off of them and just drawing a new card so is so powerful. Right. It's it's really hard for me to take another skill card that just helps you pass something and doesn't give you a card if you succeed. Yeah. There are cards like like Steadfast that I uh would used to look at in some certain cases, but it's just like I'd rather draw a card almost every time. Yeah. And and especially also <laughs> yeah. one one last thing before we move on. If you're a guardian, you have access to daring which is yes. a really good card that in a lot of ways works the same way as this because you can commit it to a, a, a you know it's this is combat or agility so you can commit daring to either a fight or evade which is like 95% of what you would do with those <laughs> two stats mm-hmm. and daring draws you a card so yeah, yeah. regardless of if it fails or not right? and doesn't cost xp yeah. <laughs> i don't know is there a skill focused um guardian yet that would maybe be like want to have this in there not really i mean it's, just... it's it's worth mentioning that uh, I mean Amanda can take this because it's practiced. Right. So if you were doing if you were doing like combat Amanda with uh, Melteroni, this could this could get in there. But no, because she can't right. put it underneath her. So yeah. Yeah. She can't. Yeah. You're right. You're yep. right. Yeah, she can't. I mean, she can't. Yeah. Just doesn't anyway. do anything. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move let's, on. Yeah. Let's let's move on to uh, to the next cards. We got uh, a two for one. Yeah, we've got the butterfly swords. So how am I? I guess I'm going to read the first one and then just say what's different about the second one. That's so. Right. We have two versions of this, a level 2 version and a level 5 version. The level 2 version is a 3-cost asset, a guardian asset, with a combat and an agility icon. It is an item and weapon in melee. 
and it says action fight you get plus one combat for this attack after this attack you may exhaust butterfly swords to fight again adding your agility to your skill value for that attack that attack deals plus one damage and it takes up two hand slots and the level five version gains a wild icon uh when you fight you get plus two combat instead of plus one and uh so after after that attack you may fight again adding your agility to your skill value so you don't have to exhaust it to get the second attack and then if both attacks are successful you may exhaust it to have the second attack deal plus one damage so either way you basically get a second attack um the difference is that with the level five version you don't have to exhaust it for the plus one damage until you find whether the second attack is successful is that right yes Well, these are really good if Bob can find a way to give these to combat Amanda <laughs> with a with a like level two vicious blow under her. Oh yeah, that would be that's that would like be... that's like so much damage. That would be, uh, have to be teamwork though, because Bob can't play these. But yeah. uh, teamworking those over to Amanda would be kind of ridiculous. <laughs> um other than that though, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I think Dane I think Dane said he was excited about these. I'm not sure I totally see it to be honest. Not, not really. I know. So you, I, well, maybe it's another really. some other. I, like so, I, like the I mean they, they take up both your hand slots, but yeah. every time you every time you do a fight um, like level like you could get a flamethrower instead of the second one, right? Like mm-hmm. this has the downsides of well, I guess it doesn't run out of ammo, but this is like That is true. It just I mean, it feels like there's a lot of moving parts here. The maximum from this is you spend an action and you do three damage, and that's right. if you pass. That's if you pass two tests and you exhaust it. And then after that, your your next attack that you do the same turn, it's already exhausted. So you oh no, actually, well the the level five version you only exhaust it if you want the plus one damage. So you well level two version you exhaust it to do the second attack. Um, oh, okay, so with the level five version, you can keep doing two attacks with it mm-hmm. as much as you want, right. and it's just that you can only get that extra bonus damage because once it's exhausted, you can continue to get the second attack on subsequent activations, right? Definitely, right. yeah, definitely. It's just you can't get that plus one damage. Yeah, because so like, like kind of always does two damage every time you well, hit. Well, assuming you can pass two combat, which yeah. you know, usually usually you can. And it is, I mean, it's sort of like what you said with trying to teamwork it to Amanda. If if you're trying to, to use it with any kind of card where you like want to take a lot of tests, because it's like every time you do a test or every time you pass a test, you get something. I mean, then, then it would become really good. It's just so hard because like, would I put 10, like 10 experience worth of cards in my deck just to teamwork it to somebody else? Like if that's not what my deck is like doing, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, It's a cool card, I think. I don't know. Because the bottom line is like, okay, the level 5 version, in theory, it's like a thing that doesn't cost ammo, where every time you attack with it, um, you know, the first one you get plus 2 combat, the second one, if your agility is decent, then you probably get a, a decent bonus. So, it's like, okay, great, I can, you know, I, I'm basically going to do 2 damage whenever I activate it. But, if you do need to commit something to pass, because you're fighting a boss or something, that commit only goes to one of the two attacks, right? And if you just had a normal weapon, like a um holy spear or something then you could kind of commit one card or do one well well, one activation of something and it would like benefit all of your damage that you're getting yeah i mean the second attack you get to add your agility so if you're using this on like lily 
then that's you know that's like plus three baseline maybe more um so yeah. you don't really need to commit to the second attack right um so i don't know if that's as much as you like I, this is clearly a weapon i think lily's supposed to use because she can't use she can't use firearms right that's right yeah um, but but on the other hand if lily's going to use that um the discipline that lets her get like three different fight actions mm-hmm. then i yeah. feel like that would push her to have two different one-handed weapons instead or, of a two-handed weapon or bandolier level two and two butterfly swords <laughs> well, listen um I think I thought one of the cards let got, let her get extra hand slots somehow. The dragon pole maybe, or maybe there's extra arcane. Dragon slots. Dragon pole gives her an extra arcane slot. We'll yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I, it, it's just tough. Like even like when I think about retaliate enemies, I just don't like these even more. You know, because is... like if you just fail one of those, you're just going to get retaliated, and then it's like yeah. here comes the second one that I might fail. I mean, this is like this does something interesting and, and special enough that I feel like you could probably come up with some in- very interesting interactions with it. But baseline, it doesn't quite pass the, like, Holy Spear, when we took a look at that, it was like, okay, this is a lot of XP, but, like, this is actually pretty powerful. Like, I would I would be pretty happy having this as my main weapon, yeah. um, especially if you're using Bless Tokens and stuff. With this, it's kind of like, uh, you'd have to, you'd really have to set up your deck in a particular way and kind of make sure that you were getting value out of it for it to be better than just having, like, 45s and Enchanted Blades or whatever in your deck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I think I think Lily maybe she does do Bandolier and gets these butterfly swords and gets and gets the dragon pole or whatever, and then you know has a couple events so she could do her ability that hits and evade stuff or whatever. But um, yeah. yeah, it's a higher sell. These are technically uh, knives, so that means you can put them in a Zoe deck. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I don't, I don't think they might not be better than other available knives though. So. You know, it's a mixed mixed bag there, but um, I don't know. It's interesting design, at least. Uh, yeah, and the art yeah, is cool. It's, the framing cool. on the art is very cool with the swords. I keep wanting to so. be like, we'll see where these go later in the set, and then I'm realizing this is the entire set. So. Yeah, we got the whole set, Dane. <laughs> this is like the maximum potential. The the puzzles to try to figure out how Lily is going to use these, because uh, right. that's clearly they they might have to be intended to <laughs> to be used yeah. on. So, all right, uh, why don't we move on to the next card? All right, next card is Dodge. Welcome back. Uh, this is a level two version of Dodge uh, that ha- costs zero to play. Um, it has a will icon and two agility icons on it, and it's still a tactic. Um, fast play when an enemy attacks an adversary at your location. Cancel that attack. Then, and this is the new part, test uh, agility one. If you succeed, deal one damage to that enemy. So this is like going along with pretty much all of the other Guardian cards that aren't like uh, very different um, in this set that kind of are like meant for Lily because she kind of has a respectable agility set, but literally no other Guardian, basically. Like Mark can pull it off, but like why? Well, Just for one damage? I was almost thinking more for Daniela. Does Daniela have decent agility? She her, her intellect is can't. so low. She better have okay agility. <laughs> she has okay. I think she has okay agility, but she can't take this. Two or three, maybe. Yeah, oh no, yeah, you're right. Because it's all two. No, she can't. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think so. like, the best case scenario is like Nathaniel Cho, who has like two agility, but could also deal two damage with it. I don't I mean, know. Uh, I mean, obviously Lily can take it, right? And she does have good agility. For so. sure. But like, yeah. when, when is one? Does Lily really want this though? When is one damage relevant? Like on a. 
like a, I mean, um, one, day, so, one damage is relevant a lot, right? Because it's well, sure, often like need... an, an entire event card that you're you're paying yeah, to experience you, for. Mm. Like I you, mean, could, you could get a B-Cop who can do this three times. So so here's the thing: if you weren't going yeah. to play dodge anyway, I don't think this is going to convince you to play this card. Yeah. But I usually, if I'm playing like a pure enemy manager in like a four-player group or three-player group, I will usually play like one copy of dodge, yeah. mm. or maybe or maybe even two, but usually one. And uh, you know what? Paying zero instead of one is pretty great. So I would not prioritize true. upgrading this over like beat cop and even like stand together and stuff. Um, but you know, eventually, I would if I get you know usually run out of stuff to spend XP on. I find in like a mark deck. I would totally eventually upgrade this just so it's free, and you, maybe you get an extra damage out of it. Yeah. And uh, what That's is right. what does Diana have for agility? Is she like a three or something? Three. Yeah, she's one three three three. I mean, she usually throws and dodges because it's a cancel, so maybe she'd grab this later later game. True. Yeah. I don't know. It's two XP to co- for one less cost and potentially one damage. We could do a test. So. Yeah, and and it is. I don't know. I mean, it, it is nice to just be able to. It's it's kind of action compression in the sense that like if you run up and just barely manage to enter the space that a cultist is on, then I mean Daniela doesn't need it because Daniela can just do this automatically, but like enemy right. phase, you can basically dodge and maybe kill them before you get to mythos phase, you know? Yeah. Or that's true. Uh, like like whippoorwills. Maybe you have like a police whistle and maybe you like manage to get a whippoorwill on you with the police whistle and then it's gonna hit you and then you're gonna use this to kill it. Like it, you shouldn't play it just for that reason, but it's kind of like a toolboxy card that you know, again, if you're going to play dodge anyway, because dodge is sort of an okay card if you're like an enemy manager, you might be able to occasionally do some cool things with this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's take a look at the next card. Uh, combat training. Um, hey, Ben, real quick, how does that work with swarm enemies? Does that take uh, one damage to every swarm enemy if they were to attack you? No, because the swarm enemies attack individually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, only, you only dodge one swarm. It's it's the evade it's the evade that like applies to the whole swarm, but like fighting them is individually. So fair, fair. Um, yeah, so combat training. Um, so this is a level three version of combat training. Again, uh, we see a upgraded version of all these composures in this set. So this is the guardian one. It's level three, uh, cost zero asset with two combat and two agility icons. So talent and composure, fast limit one composure in play. You get plus one combat and plus one agility, uh, but non-direct damage uh, and horror uh, must be assigned to combat training before it can be assigned to your investigator card. Free trigger, spend one resource, you get plus one combat or plus one agility for the skill test. So I guess comparing it to the original composure, it has more icons on it, costs less, um, and it also has health on it now, I missed. It has three health and one uh sanity versus the original one had no health and one sanity so this can actually soak some damage but you are forced to put damage on it if you can't put it if you have nowhere else to put it other than your investigator card yeah Um, the the previous one if you had other assets that could soak horror then you maybe felt like you could keep it alive a lot longer yeah Yeah. this this one is maybe a little maybe it's like just another way for it to die but i mean we're, we're beating around the bush here I mean, the previous one was basically just a not super efficient talent. It was like a worse version of like the Kenai higher education type cards. Yeah, the bonus um, is that it's fast, right? Yeah, this one, this one is it, the the passive bonuses. I feel like, and the fact that it's free are huge, right? Because it's oh, yeah. like I did not know that 
this gave passive bonuses before. Yeah, I, That's like, ridiculous. The previous one, I would just never, ever play ever. Right. And this one, because there's just better options. This one, if you have cards in your deck that are going to be really good at soaking damage and horror, you yeah. don't necessarily have to keep this out for the whole game. It's okay if it eventually dies, but you definitely want to get some use out of it. And yeah. you want to you wanna be able to use these stats. Like, you want to be maybe a like non-mark guardian with maybe like four combat who really needs all the combat boosts you can get or you want to be like playing forgotten age and you want to boost both your combat and your agility or something like that this could be pretty good yeah and like if, if this it is if, if you particularly getting killed right right yeah yeah if, if you're somebody like um like tommy who can like play jess and peter or if you're playing like father uh no brother xavier or something like people who want to take damage for you and like you, you could play this with the the um the star right the new tarot card that gives it plus yeah, one health and sure yeah. it will and i guess i mean tommy at least uh tommy at least gets paid when this dies right like he might <laughs> be true. sad that, yeah. he, might, he, he might be sad that it goes away but at least it gets shuffled back in so he can draw it and fast play it again and uh he gets money for it so that's kind of cool yeah <laughs> draw it in tommy <laughs> Yeah, I guess this this yeah. synchronizes uh, well with some of the other cards we've talked about already that are all like if your combat and agility are higher, you get a benefit on the other one, right? So it goes well at least with uh, all these cards we've seen so far. And maybe Lily wants to play it. I don't know if Lily actually runs too much soak though. Yeah, that's well, she could play a flesh ward and stuff, right? Like yeah, there I mean, are. I mean, um, she has she has access to all the high level guardian allies. I just don't know if she it, leans into those. A, but, but even more important though, Lily, um, she can get spiritual resolve, right? And she has the, she has mm. things like the dragon pull or whatever that make her want to fill up her arcane slots. Oh, yeah, that's so true. If she is going to play spiritual resolve, then this is probably pretty solid. Yeah. yeah, I also I love the the flavor of these composers. Even when they were in their level one form, even though like they they were kind of like overshadowed by the other talents that were in the game, like the flavor of the com- the composers, like you losing your composure when you take damage or horror. That um, I gotta say, if I was the guy so cool. in this art, I think I would have lost my composure. Yeah, no, it, it just <laughs> right, right around the time concept. this photo was taken. Uh... <laughs> This this guy is shooting a pretty small gun at like one of the three spiky giant monster mouths that are about to eat him. That's not going to do it, buddy. Like this is you need you need a bigger gun or more guns or just to be anywhere else. I don't think he's. But if, this you, guy's but, in but if you're gonna do it, you have to have composure, right? Yeah. On the in the point one percent chance that it's going to happen, it's going to happen because you can put you kept calm. And this that's, guy's that's just, why I like these. This guy's just doing the like fear is the mind killer speech, and then he's like <laughs> halfway through it, he is chopped up into a thousand pieces. <laughs> uh, but and, and so we should mention this is another cycle. It's not exactly not all the ones are identical. Like they don't all boost two stats exactly like this. But there are composures for each class that I think we'll talk about as we yeah uh, as we progress. Right. I like how they did them though. Uh, the way that they distributed the health and horror matters too. Like. Um, because you don't lose your composure as easily if you take damage if you've had combat training, right? There's like mm. kind of like that undercurrent of flavor. So I thought that was neat. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um let's uh let's move on. And uh we have an upgraded version of On the Hunt. This is the so, card I was typed about. Yeah, so this one it really? Uh so- <laughs> So, so this one is a uh, level three cost zero event with willpower, intellect, and combat icons. It's a tactic. It says fast play when you would draw an encounter card during the mythos phase. 
Instead, search the encounter deck for an enemy, spawn it engage with you instead of its normal spawn location, uh, attach on the hunt to it, and shuffle the encounter deck. And then reaction, when you defeat attached enemy, gain three resources. So the difference from the original one is it costs zero instead of one. It's level three instead of level zero. It gained a combat, sorry, it gained a willpower icon. And it has, the previous one didn't have the like attach it and then gain three resources when you defeat it. Mm -hmm. um, that's new to this one. But those are the only differences. It does nope, the same. There's one more that's very important. So oh, it's the entire encounter deck rather than oh, just yeah, the top nine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Every single enemy that you could get, any any one of them, in in um, spoilers for uh, Dream Eaters. Well, so, no, so, so Dane, you're, you're, you're excited for this. Are you excited for it purely as like tech for specific scenarios where you have to find something in the encounter deck, like uh, like where the gods swell, or do you also just like it as like an economy card? So yeah, I, I, both of those things. I think that specifically, I really, really like it for Roland because he wants to find enemies to kill to get clues and things. Um, economy is great. Searching the encounter deck for any enemy is great. There are a lot of like scenarios like that will have those random victory one enemies just shuffled into the deck. And once you get get up and going, you can just straight up instead. I'm not going to take an encounter card. I'm just going to pull one of those guys out because I'm ready for it. Right, like there are some. Just the fact that this would replace drawing an encounter card, even in like solo, that's really good for people like Roland, right? Where like they don't have great will, so if they they might get like caught up with um, Frozen and Fear for a couple turns. The alternative, just play this. Uh, don't worry about that that Mythos phase because you can just like grab a rat or something or any like anything. You you can just basically not care about an encounter phase. So those are the, the pros of this, but I was really sad to see it at level three because this, that's a lot of experience to put in for a card that is like kind of like just tech for some investigators that could, that could, um, yeah, and it, this. it ruled it out like for Yorick. Uh, it ruled that's it out the for big one. I um, wanted this for Yorick so bad because then you can just search the entire encounter deck for something and then bury it deep immediately. That's the dream. I mean, you've, I think you've, you've kind of talked me into this a little bit. I was not interested in this at all when we first looked at it. And I think like a solo Roland build, yeah, I'd probably play one of these. Um, just because you, you, you can maybe fish out, a, if you really need money, maybe you can fish out a weak enemy, kill it, get a clue and some money. Maybe you're playing Gret as like your main clue engine or something. Mm -hmm. um, so you're, you're, you're basically never investigating. You're like only getting clues from Gret and Roland's ability. So getting an enemy out, you get two clues. Yeah, and it's very real. You've seen that happen with uh, Harrison was playing Roland in uh, Innsmouth, and, right? and it definitely, like, Where the Gods Dwell is famously, like, an incredibly <laughs> hard scenario in solo or even duo, so this would make it easier. There's other, I think there's other things, too, where, like you said, you're trying to, like, fish out a particular enemy or something. Yeah. So it is It is kind of both a tech card for those scenarios and a a way to turn on abilities like Roland and, unfortunately, not Yorick because he can't take it, but, yeah, that's, that's kind of... But it's definitely not like a general. You shouldn't just like throw this into a random like Zoe deck. I don't think, but it'd be thematic. But yeah, <laughs> I think it's a cool economy card. I really like the way that it's designed. Again, I'm just really sad that it's level three, just because that's a lot of experience to sink into something that's not like your guns or your overpower level twos or whatever. Like, but it's it's fine if like you're not going to stand together and you need some economy, right? Yeah, it is. I, I feel like they could just make this to level two instead of level three, and it would not be. It wouldn't be too strong. It would be like pretty, pretty appropriate. But yeah, that's that's all right, I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think this is the Guardian card that I was most excited about seeing because I, I think at first I also missed the fact that it's the entire counter deck. I thought it was just the top nine again, and I was like, eh, okay. But entire counter deck ain't bad. Yeah. Um, should we? Uh, should we? There's only one more Guardian card left, so let's right. move on to that. Let's do it. Last Guardian card of the uh, of the, uh, the set here, uh, Fang of Terthura. Terthurha? How did Ben avoid having to read this one? That I know. Terthurha. Tragically, uh, tragically a... I had to put the butterfly swords together, right? It would have made no sense to split those <laughs> oh, up. So that, so that made this the 11th card. Clever bastard. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a level 4 guardian event. Uh, costs 3 to play. has 2 combat icons and 2 agility icons on it. It's a spell, um, which I know is relevant for some other investigators. Uh, fight. Choose an enemy at any revealed location as the target for this attack. Before resolving this attack, you may move to that enemy's location. Add your agility to your combat for this attack. This attack deals plus three damage. Flavor. The fangs of Tindalos always re reach any prey. Um, really cool card, I think. Yeah. I mean, it lets you move... It can let you move anywhere on the map effectively, right? Uh, Any revealed have... location, yeah. Jeez, uh, is it a is it effectively like a it's like a teleport, right? Like you wouldn't have to move through locations, yeah, that, right. Well, yeah, the Hounds of Tindalos, right? You know, they like zoop into walls and pop out yeah. other places, right? They <laughs> pop out in other dimensions. Zoop, zoop, boop. They 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 transform to triangles or whatever, or unexpl or unexplainable triangles that have they, like 190 they, they degrees. Just, they, they and, the Nidus Canal, and they get to the. Uh, <laughs> see, uh, Dane, Dane, yeah, Dane picked up on that one. Um, I uh, I mean, I think this is like straight up better. This is just a, a pure upgrade over Gang Up, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're That's fair. Uh, you're doing you're doing four damage instead of potentially like six, but you're usually not doing six damage with Gang Up. It costs the same. And this mm -hmm. one lets you teleport to hit something. Like if you're a guardian, way more important than being able to do a big chunk of damage is being able to like react to threats and like clear threats off of the other people in your group that are trying to get clues. So this is like your your the other dumb people in your group split up to opposite ends of the map because they <laughs> they're they're not worried about stuff, and you had to go help one of them, and then the other one drew like a big shoggoth or something. You can like immediately go teleport to the other side and deal with it. That's pretty strong. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Like in, it's like kind of like Assassin Creedy, you know, warping out of the ceiling to to murder something. It's really neat. Um, adding your agility is like again generally kind of like a mediocre thing for most guardians. Um, Lily obviously likes it, but I think it's also kind of a different card than Gang Up. I get what you mean by that. It's better than it in most situations. I mean, it's also four XP instead of like one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. It, it's it's an investment. But I think that other investigators that might be able to play it are like Marie and Parallel Agnes. I don't remember what the restriction on all spells are, but um, not that it's great in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's cool. I uh, like it a lot. I think it's a cool card. It has a lot of flavor, and I think it can be very powerful. It might be certain campaign. Are there campaigns where like uh, big enemies will spawn like the opposite side of the map, and you have to like run over to them or whatever? Like there's a loot fan to me that's you know spawns far away from you. Any, uh, the, ones with, any of the ones with cultists that have big cultists. Echoes of the past. Yeah, um, echoes of the past is weirdly, especially return to echoes of the past is weirdly like a scenario that you almost need tech for. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. and we there are a lot of cards that are basically tech for that scenario, and this is kind of one of them. Although wait, are those those locations aren't revealed actually? So I think it might not do anything for those. They are not. Oh, yeah, Marie can attack it to Diana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just the teleport effect is pretty powerful if you need to like do a lot of backtracking. Dan's right. You know, it gives you some leeway if like your clue leaders want to split up and you are supposed to protect both of them or whatever. <laughs> you can teleport around. Which which always damage. which always happens like you're just you're playing something like Black Stars Rise and the the title terrors keep popping out or not not title terrors but you know the you know after you've advanced a couple of times it puts a bunch of bad enemies in the deck and then everyone's spread out and there's like a lot of clues everywhere you know it, it yeah. I think it's it, Innsmouth especially Innsmouth has a lot of really big maps mm-hmm. um you know something like Into Deep uh, yeah this, this is pretty good. Yeah, like Mark could cycle one of these through his deck pretty easily, right? Nathaniel yeah. Cho, although it's not a spirit, like deals it, plus four damage. It, it's still because it's kind of expensive and because it, it's a lot of XP. I think it's still sort of low on the priority list for upgrades. But uh, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe higher for Nathaniel. But it, I, I think it's a strong card. Yeah, I agree. I like it. Yeah. Let's uh, should, should we move on to the Mystic cool. cards now? Yeah, it's a cool way to finish off the Guardians. So yeah, Mystic cards. So the first one we have is Down the Rabbit Hole. It is a uh, null-cost asset because it's the permanent. Uh, it's a talent, limit one per deck, purchase at deck creation. After each scenario of campaign, reduce the experience cost of the first two cards you upgrade before the next scenario by one. Increase the experience cost for you to purchase new cards by one. So... I... I'm going to predict that Dane has a very strong either positive or negative reaction to this card because he loves getting XP and he loves arcane research, but he hates not getting XP. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm going to guess that the negative side is going to win. Am I right about that, Dane? It's, I think so. <laughs> I don't think there are enough like <laughs> cards that you can upgrade that I would feel like that bonus outweighs the... It it just okay. Maybe. So imagine imagine if arcane research did not exist, then I think I think you could maybe like break even with this card because you you do as a mystic usually spend a lot of XP to upgrade your spells. You got to upgrade this your rights of seeking or your shrivelings or your your wards. So you might like kind of break even with this, right? But if why wouldn't you just take arcane research and that basically already gives you plenty of uh, advantage to upgrade your upgradable cards. So you don't adding this additionally doesn't really do a whole lot. Like just know. get two arcane researches, you know. I mean, if you're, I feel like if you're gonna go in on two arcane researches, you could get. There's so many times like that I've been at playing Mystics where I'm like, if only I had like two more experience to like upgrade. You basically like fully upgrade two of your like big name spells like clairvoyance or like. Uh, shriveling or whatever and then you have kind of enough to like fill out the periphery of like your ward level twos and like maybe your alternative to that like um your azure flames and stuff like that but you like there's never a case where at least that i feel like anyway where i've had like all of my level five spells online or level three spells online before like scenario like seven or something or six and like this kind of allows that as long as you like make your deck with the intent that you know where you're going to be like needing to just take bite the bullet and and take that increased experience cost because like the amount that it's saving you is is probably like if you're going for that kind of like reg spell stuff 
probably okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm kind of with Dane on there. There, you can go hard into getting your upgrades. And my main case I was thinking is for like uh, Dream Eaters or Corset, where it's like a three or four scenario campaign, and you don't get that much experience, and maybe you just want to be able to get into your level five spells by the third, fourth scenario, um, and just get those. And that's your whole deck plan for upgrades. Yeah, if you're if you're really prioritizing like level five shriveling extremely highly or the other four, level four or five spells, then yeah, I, I guess I could see it. I think what's what's tricky to me though is I feel like when you're evaluating this, it's easy to fall into a trap where mentally you're thinking of this as being basically two XP each scenario, and the problem is that that's only if you're upgrading two cards, which sometimes you are in Dream Eaters because you get a you get a lot of XP per scenario relative to the other campaigns so it's more likely that you can do that but in a typical you know a lot of times you might get you know six xp after a scenario right so you might not be able to you might not like you can't fully upgrade uh deny existences so like you could upgrade one but not two or something like that right so i think that might be kind of tough and i think if you if you don't get both upgrades from this every time then you're you're almost definitely just breaking even Right, because you probably do want to buy new cards. You want to get like grotesque statues, um, the tarot card, the the will tarot card, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think in a I long mean, campaign you probably break even regardless. I just I think the focus is like you really want to get those upgrades fast because and you can get them cheaper. I think that's the hope. I think the other least. thing. <laughs> yeah, I think the other thing about this card though is that it's not just spells like. There are times where I have like a level one fearless or level zero fearless in my deck or something like that. And I like wish I could upgrade it to like level two, but it's like, I never want to commit that experience to that. And like, this is like a case where you could do even do that or like, even like your guts, like your guts level zero to guts level two, you can do that. Like this helps that. And like, I'm just trying to think of like other situations where you take this, if it's somebody's like off class, you know, like, like Gloria for not Gloria, um, Sister Mary, or somebody who who has like Mystic as a subclass, like Patrice, what, are there enough upgrade cards like outside of Purple where that would be reasonable to take? There, I think a lot of the multi-class cards that we'll talk about oh, sure, at some sure. at some point this year um, <laughs> have, have upgrades, um, and a lot of them. I think a lot of there's a lot of ones that dip into Mystic, um, but I think those are some ones that are just outside of Mystic. So, I mean, that could be more options. It depends if you yeah. I mean, I, I guess it really it really just does depend on what your you should plan out pretty much how you're going to spend your XP exactly. before you for the whole the whole campaign before you decide to take this. Um, but I mean, like, okay, I I just opened up like a fairly standard Agnes deck that I have on ArcDB, and uh, it's you know it's it's a lot of upgraded cards. Like the only mm-hmm. the only kind of cards that don't have like a lower level version you can start with are. Um, well, I mean, I guess Grotesque Statue, like, there's not a level 0 version, right? There's, like, a level 2 there's version. There's a level 2 version. Mm-hmm. So you um, could do that and then upgrade into the level And, I, and like, like, Clarity of Mind, I, I would usually skip the lower level version and go straight to the higher one. Um, Diana Esperance, if you're going to play her. Peter, I also would usually skip the level 0. Also, Charismas. Keep in mind, things like Charisma and Relic Hunter, if you're going to get mm-hmm. those, that's kind of a big deal. But everything cool, else, okay. like... The, the 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 arcane slot assets um lucky you know ward of protection 
if you're pretty sure that you're mostly doing upgrades and if you really want to kind of charge ahead and upgrade some of those like spells to level four or five immediately yeah it could be good just just again just make sure that you plan out what you're going to upgrade into what you're going to spend your xp on and decide whether this is worth it for sure there's just like a lot of like just reg ass good mystic stuff that need to be upgraded <laughs> like and and i think the more that i think about it the more that i'm like thinking about like planning out a mystic who can do this, the easier it becomes to see this like be just being in my deck, along with two yeah. arcane researches. <laughs> and like just having a ridiculous amount of experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it it's a fun uh thought exercise <laughs> for sure. And yeah, I think you could come up with decks that utilize this. We didn't mention the art. This is so cool art, right? I like, real, I like this dark. art quite a bit. Uh, and any any art that uh, shows a book being destroyed is great, right? Well, it's a positive... I, I mean, I, I think this is like... I don't know if this is a book being destroyed. This is definitely a person uh, like reading a book and it kind of like uh, blowing your minds or something like that. Uh, oh, so wait. Feel like it, it, it could be going the other direction. What if the book's being assembled as she reads it? Oh, no. Do we, do we know who this is in the art? Like the the it's the face is very detailed, uh, but I, I I don't know if I can tell like which of the is this supposed to be one of the investigators that we know? Maybe Agnes. Maybe? I don't think so. She's kind of got that scraggly brown hair. I it's think really this hard is to just... tell just from the face. Like it, usually, you need to see their kind of outfit, and you can't see that in this. Uh, photo. Yeah, I assume yeah. this is just a random person. I don't think we've seen them in other art, but. I don't have all, all the art memorized, so it's definitely really, really good art. I would say, yeah, uh, yeah. would love, love, love to have a play out of this. Uh, let's move on though, and let's talk about a very unusual Mystic card, the Dragon Pole, uh, hey. which is a level zero three cost asset with a combat icon. It is an item, a weapon, and a melee, and it says you have one additional arcane slot. Action fight, you get plus one combat for this attack for each of your arcane slots that is filled. If at least two of your arcane slots are filled, this attack deals plus one damage, and it takes up two hand slots. So, I mean, this this is a basically mostly basically a lily card. Lily uh, card. The idea is you you could play it in Diana, maybe, right? Mm, oh, sure, yeah, that's true too. Uh, but yeah, it's it. I mean, once you get it online, though, um, that's a it's an infinite use two damage card, right? Yeah. Um, and the yeah. setup is you have to play some arcane you have to play stuff that fills your arcane slots of which there's lots of options for mystics um, there's also options for guardians that Lily can upgrade into I think damage and spiritual resolve earlier um, it's really down to how many arcane slot things you actually want to play as Lily yeah. because it seems like I mean so you need weapons you want some kind of standard things like dodge you want some skill cards that boost your stats or draw cards or whatever and then in addition to all of that, uh, you, apparently you want a lot of events with her, right? We think, right? So it's sort of like, can you fit... Like, I think Spiritual Resolve might be okay, but you, it, it's sort of like, based on the number of Arcane Slot items that you want to have in your deck, are you going to be able to turn this on reasonably reliably? Because if you can't, um, if you're not getting that extra damage, this is sort of bad, I would say. I think, like you said, Spiritual Resolve is like kind of the thing that takes two, arc- two Arcanes, right? No, I think that's only one, isn't it? It's one, and you like you can play additional ones that take the same slot or something, right? Or no, you use it to like recharge it. You use it to heal. Yeah, the, the first copy of Spiritual Resolve. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. Has Dragon the name? Dragons are always cool. Is this the first time <laughs> Dragon has made an appearance in Arkham? I feel like it is. Probably, yeah. So. 
you know, and you're, you're this, a big this, dragon guy. How do you, how do you feel about the long Chinese dragons as opposed to your more kind of classical European dragons? Uh, I I like long Chinese dragons, maybe a little bit better. Uh, I feel like they they. I, I, th- I think I agree. They're they're both cool, but I feel like we we've just we've seen the the Western ones so much. I always like to see the yeah, cool I, Chinese dragons. I guess yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just because we see the the Western ones more often, but. I don't know. Yeah. They they enhance the regular dragons by like changing their horns or changing their wings a little bit. The Chinese dragons are like long and snake like, and they could, it seems like they make them more uh, different from one another. At least when I see them in D and D and in uh, other so media. <laughs> um, the other the other arcane slot items I can think of that are not the kind of typical like use your willpower to uh, whatever or like there's some seeker ones that I'll ignore because those are probably not playable in the same kind of decks. Um, but there's, yeah, Spiritual Resolve, I think is pretty solid. Um, there's Shield of Faith and Rite of Sanctification. There's Flesh Ward. Mm. I mean, like, a- any of those you can make an argument for, but it's really hard for me to believe that a Lily deck is going to have more than, like, five or six of those in their deck, maybe? Yeah. I see chat is pitching Jenny really hard on this. I was, I was thinking, that's so <laughs> funny, because she has... Um... She, oh, that is, oh, man, that is kind of funny, actually, with Haste. Hate? And yeah, double double. Right? Blur, double time, haste, off, obfuscation is all suggestions oh, we got in chat. That's like that's rogues, really funny. Rogues do have a decent number of good arcane. Slots. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. Is it suggestion. What's the other green one that like yeah, the bad stuff? Oh man, yeah, that actually does sound like a fun bad deck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, all right. I, I think yeah, Lily. Maybe we're not sure. Maybe have to wait for the next campaign box and see some more uh, arcane slot items that are good for her. But yeah, Jenny, I mean, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does the armor of whatever take up arcane slots? Not, not the armor of Ardeans. The um, the one that's like a like a trench coat. It's like a magic Enchant- armor. Enchanted armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you have to test will every time you take damage. Yeah. So you can soak a bunch of damage, take some arcane slot. I don't know. I, yeah. I, th- I think like putting Dragon Pole in your deck makes you think like, okay, what... I now want to put arcane slots in my deck, and maybe outside of Mystic, you know, you don't think that think that about that as much. So it could could be a cool card to build around. And uh, other things you could do with it. We didn't talk about this much, but Guardians have a bunch of upgrades, right? Some of them are firearm specific, but um, oh, that's cha- right. You can like tack on a whole bunch of like the Guardian upgrades to it. Yeah, like like, like Lily could. And... Yeah, any anytime you see a weapon that doesn't have like a depleted ammo situation where you could just use it forever, that becomes kind of a prime candidate for yeah. throwing a bunch of upgrades. Oh, on it. yeah, so, uh, weapon too. Lord Batboy mentioned, yeah, enchant weapon makes this also so take good. an arcade slot just by attaching it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. I like I like this card. Has lots of cool potential yeah, combos. Right. So you know, yeah, I think cool. I'm down. If if one of us plays Lily in. Whenever we get to our Edge of the Earth playthrough, I bet I bet we'll see this in there with some fun and, stuff. And uh, you know, if you're doing like solo Lily, maybe you're playing like a Six Sense or something. Sure, like, yeah, I, I could see know, that. Miss Sabrina. I mean, I don't know. I, I yeah, I I, I want to see how the I want to see how the Jenny deck shakes out with this because that's that, that's, <laughs> that's well, that's if you're if idea. you're doing solo, uh, I know Jenny's very popular in solo, so maybe, <laughs> maybe this is a way to go with that. Dragonfall so. Jenny solo. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad she yeah. gets played somewhere because she is not very popular in our four-player games. So, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so let's move on to the next card. Next card is a uh, meditative trance. It is the 
think the first of the events that we've seen for the Mystics uh, costs two to play, level zero, has a will icon and an intellect icon. It is an insight and a spirit. Uh, for each of your arcane slots that is filled, you either heal one damage or one horror. So to go with that dragon pole theme, right? Yeah, I mean, if you have drag, you have to kind of have like this. If you have just baseline with nothing boosting your number of arcane slots, this is like two, a heal two for two money. That's true. Which is yeah. like I, eh. we, we should have a we should have a system for these card reviews where I get like one ward per episode, where I get to just ward a card and we immediately move on to the next one because <laughs> it's like it's just definitely a bad card. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. This is like best case scenario. Once you've filled up your arcane slots, this is like an emergency aid in a class that doesn't really need healing as much. Yeah, like, it, 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 it costs two. Like, just yeah, just don't play this. It, it's think, a card you play late in the game, and I think if you if you have extra arcane slots, maybe it's like a big heal. But yeah, it's not not great. I agree with Dan. I mean, I like. Think- you, you could play it in like Agnes instead of like a, but Fearless is like probably better than this, right? Or, or you could play it instead of like a um, clear, uh, oh, clarity, clarity, or yeah, clarity of mind. I always want to call it Omen of Clarity for some because my brain is damaged from playing World of Warcraft for too long. Um, but it's <laughs> but but like uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's even we were just talking about like the Lily build where Lily plays Dragon Pole and wants to have slots, but then you're probably playing Spiritual Resolve. You don't need to heal. You're gonna just soak stuff. She also has oh. deny, and she has her discipline that heals her. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Like, yeah, it's it's I mean, it's a tough call, but like maybe for Safina, who likes to play a lot of events and might not want to take like clarity of mind or something like that. But then she just has liquid courage. Damn. It's also it's too bad it's not a spell because if it was a spell, you could maybe try to fit it in like spell tribal Agnes and heal so she could use her ability more. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just it just maybe doesn't. Tribal Agnes likes this, but it's not a spell again. You know, ah, it's the. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it, two two bucks for something that you have to like activate before it does anything is just really that's really challenging. And you can't and you can't use it on other people either. It's just a self heal, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like even emergency aid, you can heal other people. You can heal allies. Heal allies. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Well, let's move on then. Um. So the next card is Close the Circle. It is a level one, cost two asset, uh, has a combat and an agility icon. It is a ritual and synergy. Uses one charge for each class among the cards you control, including this one. So when you, when you play it, it gets one charge per class you have. And then mm-hmm. action, or excuse me, free trigger. Spend one charge and exhaust, close the circle. Take a basic action. For each skill test performed during that action, you may use your willpower instead of the skill indicated for the action, and it takes up an arcane slot. So basic action means you can't do you know, an arrow trigger somewhere else. Nested um, actions aren't a thing anymore, right? They are not. So yeah, you don't you'd only be doing one action. So why is it worded that way? For each I mean, you might have, for example, oh, oh, if you use sure. like the butterfly swords, that makes you do two tests, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Except, oh no, except, you, like, except you can't use the butterfly like, swords. But. There's things like cryptographic cipher. You could like activate that in the middle of a test to do an investigate or something. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, it, it had to be something that like makes you do a test like while you're doing the basic action. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. but I mean, this is a fast trigger um, to it do is. an extra action, right? Um, and 
I guess it depends on your deck on how many cards you can get down with it. You know, I think an average, um, an average, yeah, play is a basic action. Someone's asking in chat. I think anything is a basic action that's not a big, an arrow activate, right? Uh, but, uh, I don't know. Like free f extra actions is great if if you're playing a, a character that you know can get like three charges on this. You're basically paying two money in an action to net gain two actions. All right, that's not that good. Uh <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you'd have to because you you could play this in uh, Carolyn, right? And and earlier we were yeah. saying like, oh, Carolyn sometimes has a lot of cards. And if you were already doing that, if you were building like synergy Carolyn, um. Maybe maybe you would like this, but uh, I don't know. It it feels like I'm trying to figure out like what is the kind of main reason. Like, are you playing this to to do action compression, which can be okay in some circumstances. That tends to be better for that tends to be better for guardians. It's a bummer that you can only use it once per turn. Are you playing this because you're trying to use it as like a sixth sense style thing, where you get to use your agility to, or you get to use your willpower to like investigate or whatever instead of uh. Because, like, Lily, the thing is, Lily's combat is higher than her willpower usually, right? So she would only care about the replacing the stat for if she needed to, like... And, and her agility normally is as high as her willpower well, also, Lil right? Lily so can't, it would Lily can't even take like this. Investigating for her. Yeah, and it's level one, so Lily can't even take this, so it's... Right. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. who specs into Mystic? Norman, I guess, in this pack? Yeah. Um, it's also, um... Norman? Uh, yeah um so i i don't know if i the use case for me is like oh it's you need to do some evades and use your willpower um or i guess norman if you like really needs to punch a rat or something it, it's just <laughs> it's, it's tricky because like mystics because mystics mm -hmm. have like blinding light ethereal form mists of ryla they have other ways to do an a sword cane they have other ways to do an occasional evasion and they have other ways to get clues that are probably better than this yeah um, I don't know. I it is. I mean, getting like getting free actions is not nothing, and action compression is cool. So like maybe this will find a home somewhere, but it's I, it's hard for me to see where. Yeah, I guess like the high end is like you get six charges on it, right? Yeah, five if, charges on it. Uh, yeah, the five is the most you can get, right? Um, oh, I guess if you're Akachi, you get an additional one, right? Yeah, but Akachi only has. It's <laughs> it very. It's really a bummer that Lily can't play this because I keep mentally like thinking it actually might be okay for Lily if she's trying to use the Dragon Pole. Because she's so, like, yeah. I mean, what if you're playing like Dragon Pole Diana or something? <laughs> you know, because 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 like, it is. I mean, you know, you are getting extra actions to maybe like, uh, I, but you can't use the extra action to activate the Dragon Pole. Is the yeah. Is the bummer. Yeah. Uh, it is only one experience, so I mean, it's not that powerful. I, I if you can, if you're in a class that can get five charters out of it and like you want to use it to like do some evades or um, occasionally investigate or something that you don't couldn't normally do, then maybe use it. But uh, I don't know. I think this is a hard hard one to find a home for. Yeah, I'm thinking like a Kachi solo or like like yeah, some. But, but it gives like one charge to Kachi. I mean, there's like four occult cards that are something that she can take <laughs> or whatever. Well, maybe maybe if you're uh, a Kachi with bob jenkins and he's already given you a whole bunch of random crap <laughs> <laughs> we're trying too hard yeah 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 all let's, right uh, let's move on to the next one um 
Oh, this is a hot dog. I was initially very excited about this one. I'm a little less excited now. So we have a uh, a mystic event called Winds of Power, which is level one, costs two, has two willpower icons on it. It's a spirit. And it says, uh, place two charges on an asset you control. Reaction after you draw Winds of Power during your turn, play it. So So it's just like Cryptic Writings, right? It is, although Cryptic Writings is free, right? Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I, I was initially so excited too. I was like, "Oh man, Cryptic Writings is one of the Cryptic Writings is like honestly an incredible card, right? It it's is so yeah. good. It, and, it even has the same stats, right? It's got two. Uh, yeah, two like like the two. two the the two willpower is great. Um, and and I was just thinking like you know recharge level four is 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 so cool because it's like now you can actually put charges back on things as a mystic, which previously there was not really an efficient way to do it. And it's like, right. Oh, here's another way to do that, which is made probably even cooler than recharge four. Yeah. But, uh, I think you just, you have to be like a rich mystic to play this. Yeah. Um, there, there's also just the fact that cryptic writings. One of the reasons it's so good is seekers draw so many cards. It is highly likely that you can draw it during your turn and play it without spending an action. Yeah. With mystics, you're not drawing as much. So maybe it's like a lower probability that you draw it during your turn and you might have to actually, just not be able to play it. I think it's like Dexter, right? Dexter has Lucky Cigarette Case, so he's going to be drawing cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he um, also, like, doesn't want extra charges on his assets because he wants to, like, use thing, them up yeah. as fast as possible and then turn them into a uh, Mr. David Renfield or whatever. Because <laughs> you could, I mean, you could just play more copies of the Arcane slot assets that you want to put charges on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, the... not not in all cases. Like, you can't play more copies of Grotesque Statue or... um if there's a really specific one that you really like, if you're like, I'm a, you know, clairvoyance level five deck. I, I, I'm i not saying it's terrible. I I think it actually might be pretty decent. It's just like the, the two in the corner is really scary to me. And I think you'd have to, you'd have to like be pretty sure that you could afford it. You know, I mean, I'm, I mean thinking, like... I'm thinking about it for uh Gloria multiplayer, at least the deck I'm playing in return of the circle and then right now. Uh, she basically just has scrying um, as her only spell, and like being able to refill that so she can scry every single turn and manipulate the encounter deck every single turn fully is great. Um, she's I don't I don't have much else I spend money on, so I think I'd be able to afford it there. Can I uh, can I can I tell you the secret uh, deck that this actually might be pretty I, awesome? I, was, in? I, I want to oh, see I if it's the same thing as my secret deck that I just so thought of. If if you're gonna do Mystic Mandy with Pendant. The pendant has charges on it, right? And now you can no longer just cycle it every other turn because now you actually you have to find a way to put charges on it. Yep. Mystic Mandy can play this card. She's going to draw it during her turn or find it off Mr. Rook in her, during her turn. Um, I mean, Mystic Mandy, I think, currently is like the worst version of Mandy, maybe, of the three, but like it could get better if they print more cards that are good in it. So, I mean, I was thinking of it for Daisy. You just use it to, to put charges back on your glyphs, your guiding mm. stones, right? Or, knowledge or just like power. just just knowledge is power all the well, time. Well, sure, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I get maybe maybe a card that's better in Seeker <laughs> than it is in. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I still I still oh, like this no. card. I like I, I was too. I think I was too down on it when we first started talking about it. Yeah. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Um, it's it, it's just it's cool. Anything that's fast is like kind of fun, you know. Yeah, yeah for sure. Also, the art on this is beautiful right this it's, it's mega cool because she's doing some cool stuff she's the i mean she's doing like uh some Water type bending. of some type of spell thing going on but then the background like the lake and the sunset dope 
I like it a lot. Those so, are cool trees. Yeah. All right. Um, next card. Next card is Foresight. Uh, it is a level one mystic event. Costs zero to play. Two int symbols on it. It's an augury. Fast. Play when an investigator at your location would draw a card from their deck or from the encounter deck. Name a card. If the drawn card is the named card, that investigator may either choose one, cancel that card's effects and discard it, or immediately play that card at minus two cost. So this card, staple in Gloria, right? This is like the, mm-hmm. the Gloria card. Interestingly enough, I think that this is the the strongest ward ability in the game now because this can ward enemies it can ward weaknesses any kind of weakness on somebody's deck as long as you have that knowledge prior to you i think that that's like what it's predicated off of and that's that's, where it's balances yeah like that's the that's the trick right is if you if you know what you're going to draw then this is very powerful yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would use this outside of Gloria, um, but yeah. I, haven't, I haven't really tried using any of like so, scrying or anything outside of Gloria. So, so Norman, some of the cards that Norman might play, like scrying, let him look at either the top card of the encounter deck or his deck. Oh wait, but Norman he, he always his, he's always looking at the yeah. top card of his deck. He literally he's, he's always <laughs> looking. Yeah, ex- exactly. But he can already play the top card of his deck. At a, at a at a smaller cost. Yeah, that's right? true. At minus one. I mean, but... I mean, this this lets him do it like during. Uh, well, no, because he has to he, he has to be about to draw that card to play this. Right. So, but, like, um, if he's already used his ability in a round, and the next card that comes up is something he wants to play, he could use this to play it during upkeep. At minus sure. two cost. And and it's it's double intellect icons, and it costs zero, so it's sort of like low opportunity cost to put in. Yeah, I think in Gloria or Norman, it could be fun. The the bottom line though is like if you don't have a efficient way to look at the top of these decks that you're already going to play, then you probably shouldn't play this because it's probably just going to whiff if you try to guess, right? Yeah. yeah. There's that um, crap. What's her name? She's a mystic ally who gives one intellect, and you can just. And at any Alyssa? point in time, yeah, Alyssa, Alyssa, yeah, yeah. Alyssa Graham, yeah. Like I think there's a there's probably a pretty solid like Gloria Alyssa Graham deck that might yeah. play this because oh, yeah. you can I, just I, always look at the top card, right? Yeah, at any point in time, just exhaust her. Look at the well, top yeah. card. You, you know what it the, is. You have to look at the top two actually. Uh, with, with, with Gloria, there was. I think I, I saw a deck on Arkham DB someone made that was like a Gloria solo deck that was, or maybe it was just the review of the Gloria card that was God. saying like, Gloria is actually secretly one of the best solo investigators she, in the game. She, well, yeah. You can, just, you can just entirely wreck the encounter deck and yeah. run through the scenario. <laughs> sure. She, she yeah. seems to me like she'd be incredible in solo and I'm playing her in like a four player uh, and she's doing like pretty good. Uh, it, and it's solo, I think it'd be it, it definitely like piqued my interest. Like I definitely yeah. want to try Gloria now. So yeah, this like this card. Can you put this on Diana, or does it need to be a spell? I don't remember how Diana works. Because like I think you just like pump this uh, on Diana and continue to put secrets on Diana and I just think, have foresight for the rest of the game. I think Diana, Diana has to, is it has to be a spell. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah, but Damn. yeah, this um, this this can cancel like this can cancel a lot of stuff. It can cancel lo- everything, lo- everything lo- right yeah. in the game. Uh, not well. There's there's a couple cards that specifically say you know can't be canceled or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. 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 But literally anything else. Yeah. Weaknesses, whatever it is, it's gone. It's I, we <laughs> we, we were also 
Well, and it's cool because Gloria's weakness is pretty annoying because it like forces you to draw one of the cards that's under her or something, right? Yeah. So you, yeah. you maybe play this. Um, it's not that annoying. My experience so far. But I mean, it might be if you've like bottomed like three ancient evils, then yeah. Yeah, you might be able to. I don't know. Um, it's yeah, it's not it's not that bad. Um, yeah, I also we, we we mentioned this earlier, or we we were talking about this earlier. This is like this is like maybe my pick for the best art of the set this is yeah fantastic really it's also funny because when we just interviewed mj and jeff a couple episodes ago there was a lot of talk about the like art that is mostly focused on somebody's eyes as like a, a <laughs> they do a lot it's like a trope. And this is and this is even by pavel kolomayets who i think is the same artist that did the uh mind's eye like some yep. of the other eye art we were talking about so uh that's that's kind of it's it's a fun continuation of that series i guess yeah. It wins the power too. The card that we just uh, talked about. Mm. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's move on to the next card. I said. Oh, my computer's lagging a bit. I'm sure it's fine. All right. Occult theory. Uh, this is level one mystic skill card. Practice expert. While occult theory is in your hand or commit to a skill test, it gains willpower icons equal to your intellect and intellect icons equal to your willpower. Um, and there's an, an old man in the art with an interesting hat and beard. Uh, also, some type of symbol burned into his flesh. Yeah, that's not a tattoo, right? That's some kind no, of like, that, that it's is, like a burn. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of the correct term. Yeah. Some, like, other it's star david it has like the an onk in the middle and i can't oh, really? quite tell what's around it but i mean obviously he's also carrying like 11 books that's a dangerous number of books because it's, <laughs> it's greater than zero <laughs> so, <laughs> just like a lot going on here dot jpeg yeah so, yeah out of this this is this is like the card the card for norman slash gloria right like this is like, marie anybody who has four or five like four will five five intellect yeah. ridiculous amount of symbols <laughs> yeah if, you, if you're planning to do an elect or will test uh as most of your game then it's a huge boost for if, like either some high yeah, difficulty it, check you want to do um, it's just the same caveat supply that we mentioned when we talked about the guardian one of these is that um you could just play something like pop if you're if you can play purple cards usually yeah. Um, or you, or you could play if it, you know if you're going to be using the willpower side of this most of the time, you might be able to just play like upgraded guts. Um, so you you definitely have other options that might be better, but it is for there's definitely multiple investigators in the game for which this is like a lot of willpower and elect symbols. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it might be like good as like a one of in some of those decks. You know. I feel like this might have been all right for your uh, Luke deck when we did this when mm. we streamed uh, Dream Eaters, Ben, because yeah. you were you, you Luke has pretty high uh, numbers in both of those stats, and we were trying to get clues without having to just actually like straight up investigate with mm. uh, intellect. But you, there were definitely times where we kind of tried to do that, and it would have been helpful to have yeah, this kind I mean, of thing. This is also good in like Gloria because um, she kind of yeah. bounces between willpower and agility, or willpower and intellect. And maybe Marie too. Is Marie also that? And Norman. Yeah, Marie's four and four. Yeah, I mean, all those guys like, kind of try to do willpower for some stuff and intellect for other stuff. Um, well, they yeah, can at that's least. Like so much, so many stats. It's like basic. I think this is like in the tier of expert, where like if you have to do a skill test mm. in expert mode, this does... is like the kind of thing that you would need the symbols for, like on Norman or on like Gloria or Marie, where 
you can get above like a minus six or whatever. Yeah, you know, it like, does say expert right on the card. So. Yeah, it, it, it gets better the higher the difficulty you go for, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's move on, though, to... Uh, okay, we have an upgrade of a card that I immediately forgot about, uh, which is <laughs> Parallel Fates. So this is a level two uh, mystic event, cost zero. It is a willpower icon and, and a wild icon. It is an augury. A lot of auguries in this. Um, same same with the uh, Jacqueline deck. I think lots of auguries. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at the top six cards in an investigator's deck or the encounter deck. You may either return them to the top of that deck in any order or shuffle them into that deck. If you looked at an investigator's deck, that investigator may draw one card. So compared to the level zero version, we gained a willpower icon. We are now looking at the top six cards instead of the top four, and we previously we could only pick the encounter deck. Now we can pick investigator deck or encounter deck, and it, any investigator doesn't even have to be at your location. And the previous one, you had to draw a symbol, and if it was a specific, if it was a spooky symbol, you would shuffle them in. Otherwise, you'd return them to the top in any order. Now you just get to kind of freely choose. So yeah, I you just get the card. I I would say this is yeah, like I I would say this is kind of a case of like a previously completely unplayable card now like they they've tried really hard to improve it in like multiple different dimensions and it's it's certainly it's it's a lot more powerful than the previous one um is it is it actually good now though what do you guys I think, think it's good in gloria yes yeah, it, i didn't put regular parallel flights in gloria because i thought it was too unreliable right and now i would put level two in her because I could yeah. use it to look at the encounter deck if I don't have my other cards activated, my Scrying or my School of Secrets or Alyssa. Um, but using it on another investigator is also pretty strong. Because um, maybe there's someone that like, is a couple cards short of what they want or um, is like yeah. really needs a critical card. You can use it to dig six cards. That's pretty right. I guess it's, it's almost, it's basically like a non-fast, um, no stone unturned level, the, the, the level zero version of it. Yeah, because it it basically looks in the top six cards of someone's deck, and it can pick something out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and it leaves the deck in the state afterwards. So right. like, oh, it, yeah, I mean that's one way to think about it is if you're playing cards like Foresight or your Norman or well Norman gets to look at it anyway. But if if you like knowing what the top card of your deck is, mm-hmm. this means that for like you know up to six turns, if you remember, you can kind of like always know what the top card of your deck is. That's, that's true. true. It is yeah. pretty cool in Norman. Um... Well, but but Norman, but again, Norman can already know what the top card of his deck. is. Well, but this lets him know what the next like six cards are, so he can plan around like which ones he's going to draw during upkeep versus which ones he's going to play. I think there's some play there. Maybe it's maybe it'd be pretty hard to optimize, but I um... I still think there is a serious risk of this being a card that doesn't do anything, like stargazing, mm-hmm. um, which is a <laughs> category of mystic cards that exists. Like Dane. <laughs> Dane mentioned that uh, yeah, you could do cards that don't do anything tribal. That'd be an interesting uh, deck. Um, Dane mentioned that like you know you have other cards like Alyssa Graham and Scrying that can also look at the top of your deck. So yeah. I would argue that most of those are maybe better than this, and so maybe you don't need this. But I mean, this is kind of cool. I I don't think it's like totally crazy to play one or two of these in a Gloria deck. I, mean, I think it's an option. I mean, worst case, you can commit it for two will. I mean, that's not end yeah. of the world. Um, so. <laughs> It, it has a lot of options. Um, each each individual effect is 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 decent. None of them are crazy. Um, but yeah, in, in Gloria, I think I'd actually play this. 
Um, it, it could be, have, it could be like, this is the last turn. I have seven cards left in my deck. I really want to try to find the delve. Like th- there's ways that you could use it sort of like a, a budget, no stone unturned kind sure. of like, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, again, the, I'm playing with uh Safina and Finn are two of my partners in the return to circle and dud. Um, and both of them have very annoying weaknesses that reshuffle into their deck. So this could be oh, a good way right. to, you know, when they're getting low on cards of like, oh, I don't I just put that on the bottom of your deck for you uh, to get rid of. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gloria, I just thought Gloria with Foresight is a really good way to deal with those weaknesses that like come go back in the deck or like Rex's mm-hmm. weakness or something that's just, like impossible to get rid of. Sorry, random, yeah. random tangent. No, I mean, yeah. it, it makes it more tempting to look at other people's decks. Uh, so far, I've never done that. <laughs> I just always encounter <laughs> deck every time. I'm like, oh yeah, I could use Scrying, I guess, to look at the top of your deck and get rid of your doomed Finn. Um, or I could look at the encounter deck, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And, and it is also, again, like, if you're playing Foresight, which we, we said earlier was, like, pretty good if you could know what the top card of things is, then, like, if you play this, you can just know, like, suppose you're in a three-player game, you can basically know what the encounter deck looks like for the next two turns. So you could put something so that, okay, next turn I'm going to play Foresight and ward my encounter card, because I'm going to know what it is, and I know it's an Agent Evils. Mm-hmm. So there are there are fun interactions like that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I like it. Let's move Great. on, though, unless yeah. you guys have more to say. No. No, this is this is another card that I'm particularly excited about. So this is the Astronomical Atlas. This is a level three mystic asset. Cost three to play. Has a will symbol and two intellect symbols on it. It's an item and a tome. As a fast action, exhaust Astronomical Atlas. Look at the top card of your deck. If it's not a weakness, attach it face down to Astronomical Atlas. Max five cards attached. As a separate fast action, commit a card attached to Astronomical Atlas to an eligible skill test. If that test succeeds, add that card to your hand instead of discarding it. it. Takes up one hand slot. This is the Norman card we've all been waiting for, right? Like this combos so well with his new, uh, his new book, right? His new signature card. Because mm-hmm. the biggest issue with Norman, at least with to some extent anyway, is skill cards. Like if a skill card's on top of your deck, it's dead, right? So yeah. with his signature card he can pull it into his hand or with this he can tuck it into uh the astronomical atlas and use it later yeah i mean norman likes stuff a lot to manipulate his deck in general um and this being able to activate skill cards is great for him i think um so yeah i think you you just you just love this because this is basically like purple crystallizer of dreams this is like astronomicalizer (laughs) of atlas dreams well, well, it doesn't, it doesn't crystal- summon a magical star jellyfish to fight you. So it's, <laughs> it's also bookmark. Uh, yeah. That, well, this lets you. True. This lets you use the skill twice, right? Um, or I guess, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, so. Although, oh man, it's just out of range for Patrice. That's too bad. Yeah. That would be uh, that would be really fun. Well, yeah. It, it, yeah, you're right. It is a crystallized dream. So it's the opposite, and not as doesn't add weaknesses <laughs> to your deck. Um, yeah, exactly. This, yeah. yeah. No, uh, no jellyfish included. Uh, yeah, this this seems like this seems incredibly fun in Norman. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like half the reason to play a Norman deck now is to like get to the point where you're just rocking this card all the time because it just this is going to be so much fun. Oh shit, you can have it. You can even have two of these out. You can, you can, uh, yeah, Jesus, you have three anyway because you can have that one um, that one card that gives you additional spots for tomes. Well, but you'd have to get a third copy of it somehow. <laughs> Somebody else yeah, you'd have to, yeah, teamwork. One well, well, I mean, like two astronomical atlas and your leave day. Oh yeah, your signature yeah. card. 
Oh, is that a hand slot? Yeah, I guess it's yeah, it's book. Yeah. So, but like that and this paired together are. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so powerful. Like, like that's just such a great mixture of hand slot items. Yeah, just it seems generally good and particularly strong in Norman. But I mean, other other mystics can make good use of this too, right? Because um, it just grabs the top card of your deck and you can we, commit it to we, something we talk and a, use it later. So we we talk a lot around here about how like mystics have mystics and guardians are the classes that have trouble drawing stuff mm. but if you can just like manage to snag a level two guts off off, off the top of your deck with this and then commit it so and then commit it again you're you're off to the races like it's kind of like practice makes perfect in that way right because you if you succeed it you get it back in your hand you use it right again it's less yeah. predictable but you can try to make that happen if you play parallel fates right so yeah i i also uh this is some really beautiful uh disney's treasure planet ass uh, art <laughs> so true. really working for me i love this yeah yeah luke luke can play this too right luke can play this with uh like deduction level uh, two or some shit oh yeah he can do like actually like into like builds and just do like weird weird stuff luke luke also can read the book that takes you to space so yeah <laughs> that makes sense yeah, yeah i love this card very cool and 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 this book looks very close so even ben might not be scared of it because it looks like you can gain the benefit just by holding it with maybe you don't mm. actually have to read anything it's true it actually looks like it has a complex lock to open it um, yeah, which is good yeah. you always want to have books books secure so people don't read them by accident so yeah i do approve of that that's right anyways it seems great <laughs> um, it was really cool yeah yeah oops let's uh go on to the next card which i think i'm reading right yeah so healing words um the upgraded version we didn't see in return to the circle undone um it is a level three version uh costs two still has two willpower icons it's a spell uses four charges spend one charge heal two damage from among investigators at your location um same upgrade path as clarity of mind right um yeah it's like exactly the same yeah and uh make, make makes it a playable card because it <laughs> is actual one act one action one charge to do two healing rather than one healing which is terrible so yeah among investigators location right this is like yeah. parallel agnes card all the way right yeah, yeah so parallel agnes is gonna love it mm. yeah i mean it's pretty straightforward if you want to heal damage this is like a fairly efficient way to do it, it has enough charges when it comes out that um yeah, heals it I, fast I think, enough that it's actually playable and useful. So. I think for other for other uses for it, like if you have Mark in your group, maybe mm-hmm. that might be cool. Um, yeah, sure. You know, yeah, if there's, it's hard. It's hard to think of any other cases where it's like this would definitely be worth a slot. But it, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, there, but there are at least some niche cases where like this is definitely a solid card. And and yeah, the previous version was just not really worth playing at all. But this one's like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Mystics and most Mystics have low health, right? So it's nice for yeah. them to have an option to heal if they're, if they're worried about that. Um, they, they usually just run into non-existence, though, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. this, uh-huh. I mean, the like the same reason that you don't often play Clarity of Mind is just it does take up one of your arcane slots, so it makes it harder to have that, like, shriveling-type spell plus Rite of Seeking-type spell combo. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, Akashi, again, there, there are yeah. decks where there there are decks where you do want it. You know? I mean, if if yeah. you're running if you're running Lily and you're not using your right of seeking, uh, in those types of spells, like Lily might want something to fill her arcane slots. Maybe well, this Lily, works. Lily can't take the upgrade. Oh, you're right. God. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> running, like, All right. Uh, Let me have a big 
rolling count in the corner of the screen. It's the number of times we forget how the Normanoids work. Uh, yes. It would be up to like four or five by now, I think. All right, let me, tr- let me try again. Maybe Gloria, because she only runs Scrying, <laughs> so maybe she wants something else. <laughs> yeah, Arcane I, I, I don't know. It's kind of tough because both Marie and uh, Akachi can take occult things, which means that they can take um, Helomir. Mm. And that's just like... You wouldn't take this if you could take Valamir. Well, yeah. you know, maybe you have, maybe you don't want to use up the accessory slide. I don't know. But there's yeah. also this is again just more fuel for down the rabbit hole, right? Like more stuff that you can upgrade into, yeah. and that's nice to like yep. kind of have a path to it for down the just, rabbit hole. Uh, when when in doubt, chuck it down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Let's uh, let's let's try to f- let's finish let's finish these strong. We only got two more cards left, so we have a upgraded version of uh, Grounded, which is the purple composure. You're so this is a uh, level zero. This is a level three asset, cost zero, two wild icons. It says fast limit one composure in play. You get plus one skill value during skill tests on spell cards. Uh, Non-direct damage horror must be assigned to Grounded before it can be assigned to your investigator card. Uh, free trigger during a skill test on a spell card expend one resource you get plus one skill value for this test and it has two health and two sanity so compared to the previous version it's level three instead of level one uh it's cost zero instead of cost one instead of a willpower icon it has two wild icons um and it, it has that passive plus one skill value during skill test on spell cards and it gained two health and one sanity previously it had no health and one sanity so it's kind of just like they upgraded all the stuff on it by a little bit and they gave it that passive bonus. I feel like this one is good. Right? If you're playing if you're playing spell cards, uh it's a plus one to everything that you do. Which is <laughs> for for mystics, like but, a lot of almost all the yeah. tests they do are spell cards. I uh, yeah, but the thing is almost all of those tests are already will tests. So yeah, and you already or and you already have so many things that can just boost your will. Like you've already got the Rosary or St. Hubert's Key. You've got Peter. You've got uh, Dr. David Renfield's uh, PhD. Like, I mean, I, I'm not saying this is bad because I think this might be kind of decent. But it's like, yeah, is it, you know, you, you've just already got a lot of other ways to make to make it easy to pass spell tests. You know, because they're all will tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is I mean, free, and it does have two icons on it. Yeah, maybe Diana, um, if she doesn't want to crank up her will, worry about having to crank up her willpower really fast, um, she uses it to boost some of her stuff. I, I like that it's two health, two sanity because it makes it a little bit easier to keep alive without having soak. But you still probably want to have soak. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's also in, it's in the class that has deny existence. So if you, if yeah. there's just like a random treachery that's going to screw you over, arrows from the trees or something, you could use that. Yeah, uh, I think this yeah. is not very good in Norman though. Um, he doesn't. He yeah. He might use like an attack spell or something, but he's probably just doing regular investigates. So it's kind of a weird include in this uh, pack um, for him. And unlike like uh, most of the Mystic cards, it's not good for Gloria either because she's also probably not doing too much with spells. So yeah, but yeah, it, it it's hard to pick the specific deck that would use it, but I I don't think it's a bad card. Yeah, like I think it's like a generic card you could put in any Mystic deck that uses spells, and you could probably get some benefit out of it. Um, Maybe yeah. like if you're playing like Mind's Eye or something like that, like because you're gonna want to transfer like all of your miscellaneous tests to like doing Mind's Eye stuff. Like if Norman has Mind's Eye or something like that, and like he can 
shore up his like really bad agility tests and like other tests with like his will using mm. mind's eye that also counts for that yeah yeah i don't know I don't have too much more to say what do you guys think last card again i love the flavor flavor of these composers is always neat this mm. one's balanced so it's two and two because you're grounded spiritually so you know i like equal. i like anything that's got like a uh you know gordon Liu ass 36 chamber of shellin ass eight diagram pole fighter <laughs> ass dude on it in front of yeah. the mountain i'm that's 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 my shit for real yeah yeah, yeah absolutely All right. final card final card for today take us there <laughs> are you ready to see some true magic <laughs> this card's called true magic it's a unique card. I think the first one we've seen in this pack. Uh, Reworking Reality. Uh, it is a level five asset for Mystics. Costs four to play. Two will icons on it. One wild icon on it. It is an item, a relic, and a tome. Uses one charge. That's terrible. Uh, but wait, there's more. Uh, replenish this charge at the start of each round. Hey, that's pretty cool. You may resolve abilities on spell assets in your hand by revealing them from your hand. Treat true magic as if it were the revealed asset. To pay for its cost, spend charges, perform its effect, etc. It takes up a hand and an arcane slot. This card is the most I've been excited to play Ursula in a while. What? Ursula? You can do true magic to have infinite guidance stones. You could also just just use knowledge as power. Just just use the best card in the game. Just use the card that should have been banned like eighteen months ago. Instead, <laughs> uh, I mean, this seems like a neat card because it it like, gives you really extra cool. charges and stuff. You don't have to play that other stuff. You just have to like you could just play one of these. Um, I guess I guess if you have three actions in a turn, maybe you do need some other stuff. But it gets you extra charges. Um, Obviously, yeah, I mean it. Like the replenish. What I take replenish to mean is that uh, at the start of each round, if it doesn't have any charges on it, you add one. Right? Yeah. yeah. But you could you could play a level four recharge and add like, like four charges to it. Change the right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ursula can't take this, Dade. <laughs> Lord Batboy is zero to four relics only. Why? <laughs> Why zero to four? <laughs> oh, that's so fun. I'm sorry, Dane, but that is really fun. Oh, it's a reality check for Ursula players yeah. everywhere. Um, and and honestly, like again, guiding stones is the kind of thing you really only have to use like four or five times per game, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, this seems really fun. Like it, this, this feels to me like uh, what was that Netrunner icebreaker that could host other icebreakers and people would play it. Baba Yaga. Yeah. Th- this is like a a big rig like. Yes, this is going to take a long time to set up, and it's going to be awkward, <laughs> but it's going to be really fun and cool. This yeah, is that kind okay, of card. Okay. I can respect that. Yeah, no, this is kind of a builder on me card, right? Like like Necronomicon. This is like you kind of like I guess you could just play a reg spell I, deck and then just yeah, benefit I, from it. I I don't know if it even really is like you just play the same shriveling and right of seeking stuff that you normally play, but you also have this, and once you get this out, then you probably just use this all. And I guess the advantage is you don't have to worry about charges. You could also just play recharge level four and not worry about charges, but this is this is cooler. Yeah, yeah, this I, is neat. 
The trick with this is, though, like, it is only once per turn if you don't have other ways to dump charges on it, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could... It's not like you can't play other... Or you have another arcane slot, so if there's something that you do want to use multiple times per turn... There's things like in a three-player game, like Rite of Seeking or Clairvoyance, often you're using it exactly once per turn anyway. Mm. Um, so, you know, and and instead of, like, running out of charges on it, which you would normally do, you would just use this. Yeah. Um, so that's so that's cool. And and yeah, if you do want to have, like, I want to have a shriveling out and I want to be able to just dump all the charges in one turn, then maybe you actually play the shriveling, you know? Mm. Yeah. It... Yeah. Interesting card. I, I think it's I think it's really cool. Um, I I I don't think it's like incredibly great. I think it's one of these sort of like very XP heavy win more fun kind of cards more than like I a thing that's really going to help you win the game. But it does seem really fun. If you yeah. use this with the upgraded sign magic, what, can you like use um, this to reveal? I'm going to refrain second? from answering any interactions between true magic and sign magic. There's currently a document. Uh, oh, that that um, who's it? Veronica from until the end of time is compiling uh, in Google Docs. There is a uh, it's like two thirds of a page on True Magic uh, to try to send MJ <laughs> questions specifically with True Magic interacting with Side Magic. Uh, it, it, it really yeah. It just the rules wise, it's very weird, right? Because like for sure, how do you how what how do you actually activate it? Right, like yeah. I guess you reveal the card, but that is that part of the cost? Like it feels weird. You, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, you just you just reveal a card and then you you're activating it as if it was that ability. It's also an as if, which you know, is the worst rule of the game. This uh, is honestly <laughs> one of the this is one of the things that makes Arkham Horror the card game a really fun game to play. Is that there's a lot of ideas that the developers come up with for cards that if they were doing, if they were designing like magic or even Netrunner or something, they would probably get to the point where they say it's too hard to template. There's no way to make the rules work consistently. We just can't do it. And in this game, they're like, yeah, sure. Let's just do it. Cause it's, it's, it's not a, cause it's not a competitive game, right? There's not like money on the line in tournaments. Uh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, we can probably mostly define how this is going to work and we can count on the players to like be cool and, and make it work. And that, that's really yeah. fun. And if there's like anything egregious, we can just like taboo. Like what we yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is like kind of that level five thing that's like definitely worth being level five, right? Like this mm. is this is the kind of thing that changes the game in some way, or is really really powerful, or uh, yeah, that kind of thing. That that kind of sort of it. It reminds me of um, you know what it reminds me of is what is it? Twyla, Catherine, Price, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, it's a similar like it's an expensive mystic asset where the the dream is like you just never run out of charges on something. And I I played I played Twilight in one campaign and it was it was pretty fun. I wouldn't say it was like made my deck way way better, but it was kind of a cool. You feel like kind of powerful when you're playing it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is probably the worst thing to have crypt jilt. But yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, think like Leo, the turn after you play Leo is the worst thing. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you're yeah, a mystic, if you're a mystic, hopefully you don't fail Cryptchill, but you know, auto fail exists. So, or I think I think like Jenny's guns after you dumped like twenty five. <laughs> this thing. is at least on that list, right? Somebody has to. Speaking of people compiling lists, come on, somebody has to make that list. Or oh, or or, 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 or have Cryptchill. I guess Duke actually might be the might be the worst thing to have. Oh yeah, that's that's also fair. I think that's probably the reason why Ash can S four uh, will. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, his dog, so his dog doesn't get cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody wants yeah. to <laughs> That's true. Wow. Well, that that was a lot of cards, and oh, uh, yeah. we're gonna be we're gonna be back in two weeks to talk about an equal number of cards. So, <laughs> yeah, these these streams I think are gonna go a little longer than normal. So for folks who normally enjoy our our hour long content, just break it up, <laughs> or just or just set it to set it to one point five time speed or whatever people normally do. I I still think that's weird, but a lot of people do it. So you know, go 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 nuts. <laughs> Anybody else excited to play with these cards? Who wants to jump on somebody like a Hound of Findalus and murder them? Come hang out with us in our Discord and tell us about it. Dan's making an advertisement here. Reach out to us on Facebook, Reddit, or Instagram, or email us at comments at meur.fm. If you really love our show and want to get more involved, join us on patreon.com slash Radio to get access to exclusive Discord channels and other fun stuff. Or to save us a nice review on your favorite podcasting network. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being here tonight. Be safe, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you, friends.